that talk to people about stuff we know very little about. It's called podcasting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Xbox Cast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the only Xbox news podcast that you need to know about. We cover everything Xbox or everything that we care about, but we call this new news because it is the newest news that we could find fresh off the presses. I'm your host, Carl, joined by Lee, who does all the actual news searching, and we're here to hopefully make your day a little bit better, a little bit brighter, and a little bit more knowledgeable about the fancy world of Xbox that we live in. Mr. Lee, how's it going? Wow, that was a... That was a long sentence of words <laughs> there was a lot of words but you know there's something i picked up listening to a lot of podcasts recently is that every time you listen to a podcast even if it's the 400th and 97th episode they always introduce the podcast as if you've never heard it before yeah got to because it might be a new person it might be a new person so i you thought hey yeah no, it's great for our 330th thousandth episode or something let's introduce <laughs> it again so that people are aware of what we do yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's just unusual for you, so this is good. Well, normally I try to put a joke in, but I haven't yeah. heard a podcast with a joke on the, in the intro for a while, and I think maybe that's not out of style. Oh, well, no, Agenda Show does. They always say something different each time to start up. Yeah. I'd but like they're to on episode 1500 now, so I think people have been watching them and listening to them for a while. Yeah, I mean, when you get to the thousandth of episodes, then I yeah. think you're allowed some leeway of just, you know, starting and just immediately <laughs> We've been here for a while now, guys. Yes. I mean, when we do the thousandth new news episode, it'll literally go start and then you'll just go just and the news. today. I'll just immediately go. And you've been getting start. news this week. You've sent me two news stories this week. I know. I'm feeling very newsy this week. Very newsy. Very unusual newsy for you. Well, I mean, I do what I can to make your job easier. That's right. Water confusing. Also, if I find news that I can rant about, I'm like, this is good. Yeah, no, that's that's what I like too. What is this? So, <laughs> what how you craziness been? Craziness is this? All right, I've had a day. The day of falls of Horizon Five today. Did you get the expansion? Is that why it's not come out yet? Oh, okay. It's out oh. tomorrow, and I was like, oh, actually, I might jump in. I haven't done all the Hot Wheels stuff, um, uh, yeah. and I realised I haven't done much of the Hot Wheels stuff. So I did a whole bunch of Hot Wheels stuff today. Like I really I stopped. Know. I must have done it for like ten minutes. I went, eh. yeah. Today, I just went. It's Hot Wheels, yeah. But today I jumped in, did the like the finish off the chapter stories, um, and did a whole bunch of racing, did all the jumps, did all the speed traps, collected. I've got four hundred and forty cars or something stupid now. <laughs> uh, that's a bit ridiculous. It is, yeah, because I went for a phase. I had like six million in the bank. I was like, oh, cool. So when you buy cars, you buy like a pack of Fords, and you get X amount of Fords, you get like a bonus. So I was trying oh. to finish off the Fords and the Hondas and all that, and trying to finish all the packs to get the little bonuses at the end of it. Oh, uh, yep, yep. And the bonuses sense. are rubbish most of the time, but, you know, <laughs> it still feels good to go, oh, I wonder what it is, because you don't know what it is until you actually complete the pack. Oh, huh, okay. Mm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. I haven't played Forza for ages, so ah, yes. it was actually like a new game again, because I haven't played it for so long, so it was actually quite good just to nice. jump in. So, so looking back, is it still a good Forza game? It's the same as 4. It's just Forza 4 and a half. That's all it is. Yeah. I suppose it's like it's DLC. Like it's DLC for Forza 4. Yeah, no, fair enough. But come to Saturday, the 1st of April, are you not going to be gamed out? Why? What's happening on the 1st of April? I'm glad you asked. Every <laughs> April, we run an achievement challenge 
Really? Well, yes. All the information, most of the information, actually, is on our website. At, as much as information as we could squeeze in. Yes. So check it out at www.thexboxcast.co.nz and go to the April Achievement Challenge. It's in the top menu and it'll tell you all about it and even has a handy link to sign up, which is quite cool. We have 16 realized. people this year that is going to compete. That's actually crazy. There you go. That's the website no. there. No, that's not the website. No, that's not the website. That's but not the still, website you're looking for. It's very cool. But still, in April, aren't you going to be gamed out after this week of just gaming? Was there in? I'm warming up. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. Getting your thumbs ready. Getting my getting warmed up. Getting my, you know, getting my thumbs all hardened up so they can handle the, the, the gaming. The hours and hours of terrible games. This is also the thing. So I've been playing the Hobbit, uh, Harry Potter, which has been really good. Which has been amazing. It's been amazing, yeah. Um, and then Forza, which has actually been better than I expected. So, mm. uh, And then did a couple of games to review in between all this as well. So it's been nice. I've just been doing the games I want to play for now. Mm-hmm. Until I'm forced into the dross. Until we have to play the terrible games. The terrible games, yes. For the easy gamer score. I have a bunch of games I started. Remember that one? Um, it's a square and a circle and a like, and it's called something about Thomas. Oh, yeah, Thomas is alone. Thomas, I never completed the game. Oh, it's such a good game. So I'm thinking I could complete that game because it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, definitely. And I'm at the end of all the achievements, and I think they get more points at the end. Ah, uh, yes. I was like, High ratio. High ratio, yeah. So I was like, oh, I could get the post there. That would help out on my ratio, just to begin with anyway, at least. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's going to go downhill from there, but... Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Hmm. I'm just thinking about my ratio. I've got a plan to keep my ratio high. Okay. Uh, we'll sure. we wait and see. What we is wait. it, 1.1 last year, wasn't it? Or something? 1.14 or something? Like, it was, it was bad. Almost a one-to-one. <laughs> it was almost one-to-one. One. I might beat you, but it wasn't by much. No, it wasn't by much, but it was still good. <laughs> it was still good. It was still yes. good. I mean, I should have gotten a trophy for the lowest ratio. Yeah, actually, the, oh, that's a booby, a wooden spoon almost. <laughs> just a wooden spoon, not even a real trophy. <laughs> no, just a wooden spoon for, for bad gaming. Oh, that's amazing. Playing the worst games when award goes to yep. Kyle. Award goes to Carl. Although Michael KV might have been challenging for that, actually. Yeah, I think this year he might be. But the thing is, you know, they, they make more baby games every year, but there's only so many baby games a year. So we kind of capped by... The actual output think, of the I industry. I think you'd be surprised how many baby games there are actually out there. You say that. Yeah. Well, look at Charlotte. She went from zero to 200,000 in like 18 months or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible. That's really well, possible. Really We possible. wait and see. We wait and see what the challenge is like. I've done, I did the Coke last year, and I reckon I could easily hit 100K last, last month. Easily mm-hmm. hit 100K last month. Because only at two or three Ks a week, a day. So that's three baby games a day. Three baby games a day. So that's 90,000. So if you did four a day, that's 120,000. So <laughs> it's insane. And that's only the most games are maybe half an hour. You could do half an hour games. I bet, I bet there's a bunch of half an hour, 20 minutes games out there. Yeah, yeah. So you probably. could knock out two or 3,000 in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And then have a weekend. So you can push on a weekend, do five hours of on the game on the weekends, get 5K, 6K on the weekends. Yep. So yeah, 100K in a week, and it is no problem at all. Yeah. A month, sorry. Right. No problem, but I mean, then think about if you, you might were want to shoot to yourself that. in the head though after you've played it. Yeah, so that's long, what but... I was saying. I mean, intersperse that with some good games at least. 
try 100% Tomb Raider because that's pretty easy to 100% apparently. How many hours though? So you've got, to look, you've got an hours to completion ratio you've got to work out now, I see. You know, for Mark Kibara, when he was still working for Xbox, someone on Twitter said to him, you know, I bet you that you don't play games, being a Microsoft exec and all the rest. He's like, okay, okay, he will get 50,000 gamer score in one month, but not playing baby games. And you know what he did? He played through the Tomb Raiders. He played through all these games that we think are really big games. He just sat down and played. And he got 50K, but of like these really long games, you know, these 10, 12 hour games. Yeah. He says, look, I'm an executive at Microsoft. I'm looking after my family. I'm going to gym and doing keto or whatever he was doing. Plus 50K in a month. It's easy. What's your excuse? And he streamed his last achievement as well, getting his last achievement in Tomb Raider and 100% in the series. And everyone was just like, Mahoe, that's incredible. <laughs> good, good job. Does he never sleep? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's not, it's not a problem. 100K in a month. Easy. Easy. It is easy. But we're now laying down the challenge to the listeners and to everyone else who's signed up because they have to carry the team. Remember, it's not just you guys that are playing alone, but you have teams now and your teams are decided by what country you're in. So, Whatever country you're in or from, Cameron, you're going to be part of that team, can be all lumped together, and you've got to do it for your team. And it's not only just games, steps as well. Very important. You've got to get your steps going. How's that working for you, Zoe? Well, I mean, pretty good, I think. I wish I got my phone here so I could see what my monthly steps are, but let's have a look. Today alone, you know, I'm at 7,000 steps, and that's just normal before gym. So, and that's what, 7,000 a day roughly on the week. So let's say 10,000 every day that I go to work, plus the weekends when I actually do walk around on purpose. On purpose. Yep, actually go places on purpose, not just walk to the office and back. I think it'll be good. Yes. Um, should we go for it? Should we do the charts? Yes, let's stop talking about the April Achievement Challenge. I'm sure people are pretty sick of hearing about it. And let's dive into the news. What excited. Can you, what can you offer us today, Lee? We have the charts, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, okay, so oh, it's really boring. Top five. Actually, Destiny 2 in the top five still, which is quite interesting. Oh, interesting. Mm, still sticking around. So it's been there for a few weeks now. Obviously, COD and Fortnite, Minecraft, GTA 5 are all there. Mm -hmm. uh, Roblox has swapped places. Rocket, Rocket League's high as well. I don't realize how high Rocket League is. Hmm. Oh, just yeah. seems to stay there, doesn't it? Always around there. Yeah, it does. Rocket League just hangs around, but I think it's got a really good, um, a re what like a um, good league. <laughs> you know, a competitive community. That's that's it. what I mean. There's a, isn't there a league, Rocket Rocket League thing? There, like a um, you can a play Rocket games. League 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 as get points and be rated and stuff and get rankings and stuff. Rankings is what. Yeah, like for. yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there must be. Oh, there is because you can see it when you're playing. There's us casuals. Us dirty casuals, and then you get like if you want to play rankings, I think you get don't you get achievements playing ranking games and winning mm. them? I, th I think you do. Mm. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 has gone off a place. We'll be interested to see what that does next week. And the DLC releases on it's seven o'clock on the 30th, is it releases the, the update? So it may work tomorrow. Mm. Okay, we'll see. I yes. don't know if it's 30th US or 30th NZ. My, my Xbox said 30th. Seven o'clock on first on the thirtieth. Okay, well, I mean, they did 
they did do a staggered launch, didn't they? Where everyone jumped into New Zealand to play the game first. Oh yeah, everyone appeared in New Zealand. New Zealand's like um, population doubled or something overnight. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that your country is known for its gaming tourism. <laughs> <laughs> charge them, shouldn't we? Right. Sure. Um, and Hogwarts have dropped a couple of places. Still hanging around there. Completed yep. it this week. It's an awesome game. Much oh, fun. Fantastic. Interesting that with everyone completing it or finishing up the single player, that it's still hanging around number 14. Yeah, yeah. I think people are still buying it. You wait until it comes out. I think it's next month, isn't it? Doesn't the Xbox oh, yeah. One version come out next month? Yeah, the Xbox One version. It'll get a really big jump, I think. interesting to see how much it goes up by. That'll be great. Because uh, it's still breaking records even as it is. Um, did talk about it last, was it last week I found an article and it was saying it's beaten... Um, Oh, the Forsaken. Is it Forsaken, the game that kind of destroyed everything last year? Uh, the the um, Dark Souls game? Ah, uh, yeah, that, that one. Um, I keep wanting to call it Elder Scrolls. Elden Ring? Yeah. Elden Ring, yeah. Um, so that's not been knocked off the perch with, like, amount of um, copies sold. Hogwarts has mm. won. And Hogwarts has not come out yet. The Xbox One version. Oh, man. Yeah, so there's going to be a record broken for that one. Uh, see if he's gone off a couple of places. Resident Evil 4, a uh, new entry, sorry, at 19. So that's mm-hmm. the, the super top version that came out. Yep, that's the new it's one. Excellent. New, lots and lots of good reviews about it. Everyone says it's awesome. Everyone says it's a really good remake. Yeah, yeah. They've kind of fixed it, haven't they? They've tweaked it and fixed it. This is mm-hmm. how remakes should be done as one headliner saw today. I was like, okay. Yep. It's high praise. Uh, Elden Ring's gone up by a couple of places. Talking about Elden Ring. Atomic Heart's still dropping. It's a single player game, so yeah, that was going to happen. Red Dead yep. 2's dying off as well. Red Dead 2's been there for so many years, though, isn't it? Yeah, Red Dead 2 hangs around for ages, doesn't it? Uh, a new entry, a re entry, sorry, of Plague Tale Requiem. Very cool. Everyone's jumping back into that. Because of something to do with um, the quests, the game quests. Quest. Are your oh. quests working at the moment? Um, I, yeah, there's quests on the 26th. Um, I get messages to pick up some points when I get um, achievements and stuff. Yep, but if you go and activate it or go and have a look at it, yeah, it works. Working on my you. Xbox, it was okay. Ah, oh, mine are not working at all. Mine I'm just sure said something did. went wrong. No, I'm sure it did because I went in there today because I was oh because I got a fours of five achievement Ooh. and it pinged and mine went oh you got your weekly achievements. I was like, oh cool, I'll go and grab those three oh. random things that I did. Interesting. Yeah, mine are still broken. Is a pity. It is. Have you tried turning it off and not back on that? Yeah, I've tried that. And even on the app, the phone app, it says, you know, you've got your point claim button. Mm. That's all gone. And so is the daily quest gone out of the app for me. Maybe it doesn't like you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I've got so many points. points. Yeah, yeah, I've got so many points that they just decided, actually. There's a limit. <clears throat> yep. We're not going to give him a free Xbox, so let's just stop him. <laughs> mm, that's a pity. Uh, City Skylines is a new entry, a remastered version at 28. Mm-hmm. Which is quite cool. That's good. That's a really good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Far Cry Five has gone up from fortieth to thirty second. Nice. Because uh, I had that update last week. Update and the update came with free play, free play days. Oh, is that right? So that's probably what helped bump it up as well. Uh, anything else interesting? Oh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition is there at thirty nine. It's just hanging around, isn't it? It's hanging around like a bad smell. Age of Empire D's at the very bottom, propping up, dropped down a few places. Yeah. Relatively interesting. 
Okay, so I think we're going to do Activision, aren't we, initially? Yeah, let's talk Activision. There's been a lot of Activision news lately. This could bore a lot of people. So just tune out for like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let us know if um, Activision bores you, and then just skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe we should put, use um, chapters or something. I think that's a good idea. So chapter one, the Activision. The Activision saga. Yes, that's the one. Right, okay. So, beginning of the week. On the 22nd, actually, so this time last week. Um, there was, I don't know if you remember, there's a class action from a bunch of gamers yes. against Microsoft, uh, against the Activision deal, um, due to and you know, antitrust or whatever, kind of, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Judge Jacqueline Scott Cawley tossed the case out without prejudice calling it woefully short on detail, though the antitrust suit suggests Microsoft may break its promise to keep the popular game like COD, a franchise available, on competing platforms, the possibility isn't enough, the judge said. Hmm. That's amazing. I was like, ah, so judge actually understands that saying, oh, they may do this, is not enough to kind of take them to court, which is basically what Sony's been doing. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Why, how, she wrote, is it possible Microsoft will make Activision game catalog fully or partially exclusive? Yes, they have plaintiffs' alleged facts that make it plausible Microsoft would reasonably like to do it. Without more factual context, no. That's amazing. So, yeah, so they went, no, go away. Uh, They've got 20 days to come back to amend the complaint. Hmm. Um, But I don't think it's going to work from the sound of it because all the information coming out now is um, everyone's agreeing with them, basically. Microsoft is saying, oh, no, it's fine. Uh, everyone's agreeing with Microsoft and letting them do stuff because they set up 10-year deals and all that, haven't they? So, Yep, yep, setting up all those 10-year deals. Yeah. It's pretty interesting because some of the guys that they've been pinning these deals with, like the cloud guys, I'll put them in inverted commas, I've never heard of. before. No, there's a random, was it Chinese or, or, I can't remember the name of it now, but there was a random company I'd never heard of and they got a 10-year deal to do COD. Yeah. How odd. Um, it does say Corley acknowledged in 12 page opinion that Microsoft appears to have pre- previously broken pledges about keeping newly acquired content on rather gameplay and distribution platforms such as Sony PlayStation so he cited the tech giant's 2020 acquisition and another game publisher a game publisher Zenimax Media yeah but I don't know did they actually promise that though I don't remember them ever promising that they weren't going to put because Starfield everyone's complaining about Starfield aren't they yeah, but Starfield wasn't announced for any platforms. No. So I don't think they promised to put, um, I don't know, I wasn't, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I don't recall them ever uh, promising that. Hmm. No, I don't think they did. And, and also, you know, Redfall and Starfield, they weren't announced when Microsoft bought them. No, they? they were in June last year, weren't they? Yeah. Well, Redfall but, was. Right? It's not like they're being taken away. The judge also rejected part of the case on the other grounds, saying the gamers lack standing to claim the merger would have an anti-competitive impact in the labor market for video game developers. Good. So someone actually understands what's going on and understands that these are just butthurt people crying about things. It's PlayStation people. Come on. Let's uh, let's, uh, not beat around the bush. Okay, so that's the first story, which I thought was cool. So actually, sensible person. Good, Good job, Judge Jacqueline. You did well. Yeah, good job. Good job, Will. High five. 
So this was funny. So this came out, what day was this one out? I think this was like a two days later or something. Um, the gaming, gaming in the FTC, Japan colludes with the antitrust regulators against the MSFT. Um, so what's happening is now everyone's going to Japan and saying, hey, the JFTC, the Japanese Fair Trade Commission, has been turning blind eye to Sony's violate, violations of Japanese anti-laws, antitrust laws. Hmm. Um, an aggressive effort to stifle competition with its main competitor of the market, Microsoft, and its Xbox console subscription. What annoys me about this is never talk about Nintendo, ever talk about Nintendo. No, never. Nintendo just seems to get a pass no matter what they're doing. Just I don't so, understand why. So weird. Uh, so Japan controls 95%, uh, sorry, Sony controls 95% of the Japanese market. What they say is high-end consoles. So they're not classing switches as a high-end console. That's what that's their get out, isn't it? Yeah, but that's still a bit weird because I mean, the Switch is still a console. So it, yes, it may not be high end, but it is still well, competing. It's got an OLED screen and can play high end games like COD. So you know, it, yeah. it's, it is high end, really. Yeah, well, it's going to play games like COD. I don't think it has COD at the moment. Well, it has played games like COD. It's playing games. Does play games like COD, doesn't it? It has got games that all kind yeah. of stand up quite well. It's got Red Dead, isn't it? Stuff like that on it. I don't think it's got Red Dead. I know it's got the new Pokemon, which is struggling on the hardware. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so 95% of the market, Japan, or JFTC, been turning a blind eye to Sony's uh, antitrust law violations. Um, so what just Sony been doing is they've been giving money to publishers. Oh, Sony rewards game publishers for not distributing games for Xbox. Yep, we know this. Back in yeah, the- I know. But Final no Fantasy one's ever said this. Like- no one's been saying this, though, at, at all. No one's ever said anything about this. Well, no one of importance. All the people on Twitter oh, have been saying it for Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's true. This is, so this is actually on a realclearmarkets.com. So this isn't off a normal kind of um, gaming, gaming website, website. which yep. is why it was interesting. It popped up in my stream. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so while, and that goes unpunished by the JFTC, while yep. they, invest, they aggressively investigate American companies. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I'm just like, wow. So no wonder uh, Microsoft have been struggling in Japan. Oh, yeah, we, but we've known this for a while, that this is what, you know, what Japan does. They're very, very good at looking after their own businesses and their own interests. So what's inter- what the start of this is quite interesting on the article, because it says here, American politicians and media focus on China's anti-competitive practices. Similar practices in Japan go largely unnoticed. American auto manufacturers have long suffered from Japanese protectionism. And more recently, U.S. tech giants and game, gaming um, companies have been targeted as well. So I didn't realize they actually do the same for the automobile guys. Yeah, that is interesting, eh? Yeah. But so you, should, like... you should go, look, okay, right. Japan, you actually have no say in what we do. American company buying American company. You can disagree, agree, whatever. You know, you have no say. We're letting you know as a matter of politeness. It's, yeah, but the, well, the, the point of this is that they're stopping the U.S. from actually having a fair playing field. Yeah. That's the problem with this. Just with everything, which is quite interesting. Yes, with everything. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And to think, if Sony didn't make this much noise, right, going into the, the, <laughs> I know. the merger, this would probably never be looked at. Uh, I know, exactly. So one of Japan now looking at Sony and going, can you just stop it? <laughs> can you just, stop? <laughs> just keep you, You're not going to win. Walk away. <laughs> okay. Keep quiet. Don't get us into trouble. Don't say anything else. Yep. Um, FTC, the ledger of the deal will increase Microsoft's considerable power. 
which we know is bullshit because it basically says here, never mind Sony's PlayStation controls 70% of the worldwide market and yeah. 60% of the American gaming market of high-end gaming consoles, basically Xbox and Sony or PlayStation. Yeah. Which is odd that that's all they think about, eh? Yeah. So this story came out and I was like, this is amazing. I saw this pop up and I was like chucking to myself reading this going, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another one coming up as well, which is even better. Uh, 11 members of Congress argue Sony is unfairly hurting Xbox in Japan. So what off the back of this? This happened like the next day or something. Yep. Now that Congress have actually stepped up and written, basically written a letter, I guess. What do they do? A strongly worded email. A strongly worded email, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Dear Sir or Madden. To whom it may concern, we are very, very disappointed. Very, very unhappy you, about this. With your behavior in this matter. So policymakers are raising concerns last week to Biden's to Biden officials saying Sony business practices in native Japan are blocking US companies from competing in that country's gaming market and could run afoul of US Japan trade deals. So now it's gone to like it's just gone to like company, it's gone to country level now. Yeah. And they talk about US and Japan trade deals. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, unexpected pressure became public on Thursday when Senator Marie Cantwell uh pressed US trade representative Catherine Tai on it during a trading hearing. So Catherine Tai sounds yeah, so it sounds like the base of the Americans going, hey, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was a letter. You see, 10 members of the House sent two letters on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Uh, to Ty and to Gina Raimondo, urging action. Mm. This is, uh, if this goes up the, the chain further, right, then it would be pretty funny if this, if Sony has caused a, a sanction against or oh, a trade war, or any trade war with um, yeah, it'll be concessions in Japan to US. That's all will happen. Yeah, it'll be a bigger mm-hmm. level of concessions America Microsoft ever going to make. That's amazing. And then also because Sony have not I'm going to rescue my dog. He's knocking the door. Oh. Let's just mark this pause. Like that. What do you guys in chat think while Lee's disappeared? And just remind Lee that he needs to cut this out when he does edit the podcast again. Okay, right, guys, he's back. We can stop talking about him. Hello. Dog <laughs> went outside. Decides he doesn't like using the door to come back in again, even though he can. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, continue. Sorry. Okay, well... Just remember to cut this out of the, the what's it. Oh, sure. I'll cut out in post. <laughs> I was saying that it would be incredible if this deal and Sony's whinging has caused a minor trade war between the US and Japan, where Japan has to start you know, allowing certain concessions to American companies in order to continue to trade with the US. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, isn't it? Unless it, Tony pulled the, Sony pulled the head in, but is it too late now? It's too late. I think, you know, the cat's out the bag. Sony whined and moaned and complained way too much. And it got, it really did just escalate off the chain. You forget how big Microsoft is and how much money they have for lobbyists. eh? Well, they're the second biggest country in the world, aren't they? Behind Apple, isn't it the two biggest? Yeah. Aren't they the two trillion dollar companies that are basically out there? Yeah. But it's a massive company, lots of lobbyists, and... If you say to the American Congress, I mean, they're not exactly the smartest bunch in the world, are they? They're politicians. No, you just point them in the right direction, don't you? You just kind of go, just look over there and read that, and then awesome, yep. thanks. 
So here's the money. But if they say, look, this is hurting American jobs and American prospects and America's way of life, mm. then the Congress people, the, the little, the, you know, the, con- the, the politicians that they are will go, oh, oh, this is a good talking point. We can score some political points here by, by you know, looking like we're standing up for the American public. So it says on that first article, it says, if President Biden is serious about helping American workers, strengthening the economy and promoting innovation, these, these are two things. There are two things you should do immediately. First, before the United States and over G7, head to Hiroshima, Japan this May, discuss economic and trade policies, among mm. other global issues. I was like, oh, okay. So that's not going to work very well because it's in their backyard. Yep. And did you see, so pointing to this, that now it's escalated so high, and then the news that the Japanese FTC has agreed and said that this is this agreement can go through now, do you think yes. that that's what... Japanese politicians leaning on the FTC and saying, you better say this can go through because it's about to get a lot worse for us. Well, the deadline's now May, isn't it, I guess? April, from what I've heard. No, but if if it isn't sorted and they have to go, when they go to Hiroshima and have a chat, Mm. the Americans could quite easily bring this up. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine you are the president of Sony and you realize that your company has caused this uh, shift in the world's economic trade policies just because you were like, but my call of duty. Because how many Japanese, how big is the Japanese uh, car market? I imagine it's massive. I imagine it's a huge part of the GDP. Yeah. And so if you start putting, uh, you know, sanctions against that, you're going to hurt them quite a bit economically. So funny, isn't it? <clears throat> Amazing. Do you think just, Microsoft sat there just after they had decided to do this and they thought, hmm, we could actually bring J- Japan's economy to its knees? I don't, I don't I thought there'd be pushback, but I don't think they realized how bad it would be. Yeah. Um, the problem is that the U- uh, Europe doesn't like the US uh, companies because they're too big. Ah, yes. Uh, and so the theory is that in Europe, it's consumer first. And in the US, it's capitalism, so it's company first. Oh, uh, yep. And they go against each other, obviously, because you know, one yeah, wants yeah. to help the consumer, one wants to make the company bigger, one wants to help the consumer get the best deal. So whenever they come to any sort of deals, it's really hard for them to work together because it's got a completely different ethos. Yep. But the EU is saying that they provisionally, or the rumor is that they provisionally... Oh, no, I know. it's kind of, Yeah, because they're concessions. That's why, yeah. isn't it? This is a whole 10-year deal. The 10-year deals. But it's going to be hilarious because at the end of it, everyone is going to have a card 10-year deal except PlayStation. We should get to that like, in this next letter, next thing we get Ooh. from. But anyway, so I just want to say, the Republican letter alleges that Sony PlayStation has a 98% of the high-end console market in Japan. The 95% just now, now it's 98%. Well, I mean, fair enough. They sold, what, 12 Xboxes last year or last week type thing? <laughs> That's right. Remember when they were selling seven a week? <laughs> we yeah, like, I know, we were celebrating double figures at one point. I know, it was hilarious. Yeah, so in between the lot, here it goes. So Article 8 of the 2009 US-Japan Digital Trade Agreement calls for the countries to enable non-discriminatory treatment of digital products, which hmm. should include games. It doesn't say there's game control consoles as well, but it does say games. Which is interesting. Hmm. And again, this is off Axios. Like, I don't know who these guys are. doesn't feel yeah. like it's a, um, well, it's a technology section. but Yeah, but they're not, you know, big gaming publications. No. So no the no, fact no. that this is making it into mainstream, 
is yeah yeah i don't think sony realized how much they are much of a world of pain that they are going to get themselves into by this oh, it's they because what they're saying is what they do yeah exactly but, but they should so have that's, that's a problem oh, here's they the should have just shut up and just signed the 10-year deal for cod and said yes sir thanks sir three bags full sir but here's the actual letter oh that's well. interesting are you going to read it for us or just give oh, us a good notes? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I kept going down. I was like, oh, the actual letters are sent here. So, dear Ambassador Ty and Secretary Raimondo, we camped on the US of offers, trade reps, and yeah, I can't do that. It's a long letter. <laughs> it is, and full of legalese as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of words. Yeah, oh, yeah it does say the imbalance. We'd like to bring, today we'd like to bring your attention to the imbalance of Japanese video game market, which we are concerned may be a result of discriminatory trade practices that could violate the spirit of the US-Japan Digital Trade Agreement. We also would like to focus on the issues of the Biden administration continues to negotiate the Indo, uh, Indo-Pacific and Economic Framework. There's lots of words in here. There is lots of words. Yeah. But no, allow, Japan allows gaming companies. This is actually quite good. So Jam allows foreign game companies to sell in this market, but US companies have never gained a foothold. Microsoft David's Xbox in Japan in 2002. Despite 20 years of investment, still has an eligible 2% share of the high-end console market. I understand the Japanese government tolerates a range of exclusionary conduct by their domestic companies that may violate the antitrust laws. Hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. This is quite good then. They've, actually got, they've got the num- stuff right, haven't they? They're not messing around. Yeah, no, they're not messing around. It's interesting. Who would have thought a year ago when we got the, the Twitter announcement of all things? We were just like, oh, Diablo 4. Yeah, we're just like, that's what we care about. <laughs> and bring back StarCraft, you cowards. <laughs> that's what I care about. Give us StarCraft back. StarCraft 3 or World of StarCraft or something. But now... Oh, there's at... another letter. Who's this one from? This is... I don't know who this one's from, though. I hope I can probably find out. There's no one here, which is even more fun. What does it say? Uh, oh, this is, this, is signed by, oh, this is signed by the 10th Congress. Or the 6th Congress, people. Interesting. Members of Congress. Uh, it just starts quite well because it talks about here. Um, writing to raise the awareness, awareness of the issue that is crucial to the American workers and companies, particularly in the Washington state. It's interesting they straight off with that. As you mm. know, Washington is a driving force in the US technology industry and it is home to companies that are cutting edge of innovation, resulting in blah, blah, blah. The video game sector supports 48,000 jobs and annual revenues of 11.6 billion. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a lot. There's quite a few. Uh, and again, they talk about, oh, so this is okay. So this, for example, Microsoft launched Xbox in Japan in 2002. It's like 20 years of investment, so it's the same letter again. They're also working together on this because it's obviously the same words again. Mm. Uh, it has paid for party gamers. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, they're raising a good point, and I think it's good that they're actually starting to look into this. I wonder how daft the, uh, the FTC woman now feels who was fighting against Microsoft. Uh, she's got her own battles to fight from what I understand. I know. She's now struggling quite a lot, but I wonder if she's kind of regretting that. Yeah. I think she tried to throw her weight behind the wrong horse. The wrong person, yeah. Oh, uh, well. Okay, so we finish off Activision. Okay. With a letter from Activision themselves. From Mr. <laughs> <laughs> from Mr. Bobby. Bobby uh, Kotick. Yeah. Kotick. Yeah, the CEO who famously CEO. said the the act of making games should not be fun. Oh, he's so cool. 
He is cool. He's the coolest. And if he? he if this doesn't go through, he stays in charge as well. Yes. And this is the whole point of why we want this deal to go through mainly is because oh. of all the culture through Activision Blizzard that has churned so what, out. When it popped up in October, so they made the offer or made it public in January, didn't they? Last year. Is that right? So yeah. the October before that was when it all kicked off about Activision and how bad it was working there. And there was a whole bunch of uh, suits and stuff happening, wasn't there? Yeah. So didn't Microsoft contact them like basically the next day or the same day? Hey, we could just buy you and this will go away. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that kind of the... So... Probably what they did was they saw this lots of bad press in the news. They saw this is a good opportunity to look like the good guys and to say, hey, if you still want your golden parachute, not going through all these lawsuits and everything, let us buy you. You quietly step away. You get your 40 bajillion dollars or whatever it is. And you can just quietly go live somewhere and you never have to deal with the public again. Yeah, go and live on an island somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Buy an island, sip margaritas for the rest of your life. Yep. You know. Uh, so he wrote a letter out. It came out today, didn't it? Or Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, it came out. Oh, I yeah, today. US. No, US Tuesday. So it will be today. Cool. Well, that's nice of them to write, us for, write it for us. I know. They probably listen and then they're probably like, right, <laughs> like, we've got to get this out by Wednesday. This out. <laughs> yeah, this is our deadline. Um, so it says, hi, proposed merger, blah, blah, blah. We remain confident the transaction will ultimately be approved. Last month, our team traveled to Brussels and London with the team from Microsoft to speak at closed door hearings, the EC and the CMA in the UK. I'm not doing the, what they stand for because I can't remember now. Uh, during these hearings, Microsoft proposed thoughtful, generous remedies to address regulators' concern, made additional announcements to enforce their pledge, bring more games to more players around the world. Also, contractual agreements with Nintendo and NVIDIA and Boostroid and Eupidus. That was the two yeah, we were that, talking about. Who yeah, the two we have no idea what they do. Yeah. Um, proposed merger makes it, proposed merger, merger will help it compete in an increasingly competitive marketplace, includes growing rapidly, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, this is, this is what we know. This is good. It's all like corporate speak up until now. Yeah. Do you want to take over? Because I feel like I've been in a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you carry on. This is good. It's quite oh. soothing. Oh, it's quite saving. Okay. Uh, good news is regulators who initially had concerns about console competitions are starting to better understand our industry. Yeah, it's listening. Uh, and getting rid of the PlayStation people, supposedly. Um, the data and evidence um, Microsoft has been presenting is tilting the scale, which you may have seen statements from Sony, including an argument that the deal goes through. Microsoft will release deliberately buggy versions of our games on PlayStation. We all know passionate players are not good. So that, this is good, because he's calling out Mahalia Socio, basically. He is. He, he starts off calling them out quite gently, you know, the buggy versions in inverted commas, which is, you know, everyone's going, oh, was that an option? I wonder who was doing that. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> PlayStation would never do that, would they? Surely mm. not. No. Not like some of their games that they've helped out with are performing worse on Xbox. Yeah, Just that'd be coincidentally, weird. isn't it? Um, Sony's made the arc. I'm just trying to work out where to read from here. I don't want to read the whole thing because I just don't want to read his whole letter. Um, yeah, so what's what? good though? I, I'm going to go. So, this is obviously disappointing behavior from a partner for almost 30 years. See, I've always thought this could be an issue for Sony in the long run, mm -hmm. just annoying Activision the whole time, especially if they don't go free. Because oh. why, why would Activision deal with Sony after it doesn't go free? What would make that? Yeah, I mean, if, the, if Sony caused it to not go through because they're such a stick in the mud. Um, then 
their relationship with Activision Blizzard is irreversibly tainted. It's done, isn't it? It's done, forever. surely. They yeah. can never get that goodwill back again. So for Sony, it's a lose-lose. I mean, they clearly don't want it to go through because they rely so much on COD. But then also by causing it to not go through, they're going to lose COD. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it really interesting because um, I don't think it's a lose for Sony if they just stopped and look at it for a second. So if they let Microsoft do what they're going to do, they're still going to have code. They're still going to have access to other games. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But you're not going to have this Activision weirdness in the background. You're actually going to have Microsoft, who are actually a decent company, mm-hmm. who can release games well and will release games when they're finished rather than, or mostly release well, I guess. Or Forza games are really good when they come out. They're very rarely bugly, are they? Mm. I so mean, and the last thing about Microsoft is that they're letting their studios have time be this, for these games. But also be themselves as well, not like take over. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. It remains interesting, actually. We continue discussions of Europe and UK regulators. It doesn't talk about the US one, though. I think the US is in the bag, though. After those Do you letters, think so? Okay. After those letters and after all the, the trouble the FCC, FTC is going through or whatever it is, the US is done. They're quite US behind done. closed doors. They've said, look, we've, we've made our point. We've come up and we've gone rah, rah, rah. Now it's gonna, we're just going to let it go through. Um, so Europe and UK regulators have decision dates we're expecting in a couple, couple months we may have also seen today the, G, the JFTC found, has found the deal wouldn't harm competition and unconditionally cleared our transaction nice yeah it's got a, but we didn't do these normally there's a bunch of these hmm. yeah I haven't read them but I thought oh that's interesting he does do them yeah so every so often he um puts an update out, lets people know what's going on, which is quite good because it kind of gives you an insight into what they're thinking, especially Activision. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, who run the company when he goes away? Will it just get picked up as under Microsoft umbrella or will they put a new CEO in, do you reckon? Well, I think they're going to put a new CEO. They're probably going <laughs> to promote Mike Yabara, who left Xbox. To oh, that's <laughs> right. Do <Dude>, Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, Mark just happens to be here, and oh, we he knows Microsoft. Mark, oh, yeah. Mark, you can run Activision Blizzard King for now. Well, this is a complete surprise to everyone involved. <laughs> How did this happen? What a coincidence! <laughs> Welcome back to the family, Mark. Yeah, Mike. Here you go. Here's your handshake. Good handshake. Thanks, sir. Yep. Here's your handshake. Thanks for saying it for a couple of years. Good work. Yeah, good work. I wonder if Mark was the one that started leaking all the the lawsuits and stuff. I was going to say, what do you start whispering into what space's ear? Say, oh, you really should sell to Microsoft. You really should sell to Microsoft. You should sell yeah. to Microsoft. Just get kind of uh, nagging. You know who has a lot of money? Microsoft. Microsoft has a lot of money. A lot of money. Like a lot, a lot. Do you want? Do, do you, you like? Want, money? Do you want Microsoft some money? Have heaps of money. Like they could give you all the money you could dream of and still have money left over. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that that concludes our Activision for this Segment. week. A segment, that's right, yeah. I don't think it was too long, was it? No, not too long. Only about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, only an hour. We're actually 50 minutes into the podcast. We've only done one story. That's insane. It's, it's a big story, and then a lot of news has come out this week about it. I feel like I actually understand it more now as well, after this this week. Yes. I'm getting kind of more of a handle on what's actually happening. Definitely. And I do, yeah. I, I reckon you should take all the resources, because we've been covering this for a while. You should take all the resources and we should put into a big timeline and maybe chuck the timeline up on the web or have a podcast about it or something, but just from start to finish, 
break it down, how it went, how it's going, because I think that would be super interesting to nerds like us. <laughs> yes. Sounds like uh, a lot of work, but yes. Well, I mean, someone has time until the 11th. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I'm busy <laughs> doing stuff on two days. Well, I mean, you've got two days. It's not going to take that long. 48 hours if you don't sleep. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just get into it. <laughs> get my writing going again. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> I'm sure you can use Microsoft Project and just make a Gantt chart of the time. I could do a power show. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, next story. Right. No, this is a other Kiwi games. story, a Kiwi-based story. Ooh, Kiwi-based stories. Kiwi-based stories. This is very exciting. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, okay, so Microsoft. No, not Microsoft. Oh, come on, brain. No more Microsoft at the moment. New Zealand's billion-dollar video game industry is being stolen by Australia. Hmm. So we did talk about this. Yeah, we did for a while. Um, but what's kind of happening is it's getting worse. So this is actually getting picked up by local normal news people now as well. Interesting. Which is a bit of a concern. Um, so video games so next, could be our next billion-dollar industry. But the Aussie tax incentives threatened to stunt the growth of the sector in New Zealand. Hmm. We grow on average 20 to 30% every year. That's, this is New Zealand's uh, Game Developer Association chairperson, Chelsea Rapp. So that's a huge in growth every year. That's massive growth. Yeah. On track to be a 20, and by 2026, there are going to be a billion dollar industry. Because hmm. currently it's at $400 million a year. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all. Um, video games have rapidly overtaken some of New Zealand's biggest e- exports. Which is, yeah, it would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this is cool, right? It's big, it's actually brings in more revenue than wool. It's insane. <laughs> Just, I mean, so, if you don't know New Zealand, New Zealand is basically full of sheep. <laughs> That's all know, we have I, here I, is sheep. If you think of New Zealand, you immediately think of sheep. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, what is it? I think there's is it 100 sheep per person or something ridiculous. Like, it's insane. There's so many sheep per people. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's, there's enough sheep per person that if the sheep ever uprose. I um, know it was done. Yeah. Good no, luck. <laughs> I don't think they can climb up steps, though, can they? Because climb up a step ladder would be fine. They can't climb as trees. So they also okay. can't use Twitter to organize themselves. Which oh, is that's true, yeah. As long as we keep them off Twitter, we're safe. <laughs> yep. Make sure they don't develop their own. <laughs> ah, so there, okay, so then the industry is going quite nicely. But all what's happening is, over the last two years, we've seen a growth just stop and plateau, largely because Australia is coming, coming in with crazy salaries and poaching senior staff from those teams. Aussie uh, is offering industry-wide tax offsets of 30%. And, um, and massive insets. Some states pushed it further and getting 45 cents on the dollar. Mm. Which is huge. It's a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even say, hey, Wellington Pickpock employed 200 people. Uh, and last year they lost 15 people Jeez. to Aussie. Uh, since the start of last year. Which is a lot. This is like nearly 10% of the, of the workforce, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and one the problem they're losing, they're losing senior staff. And what they're saying here is every senior staff you lose, it makes it hard to employ. So when you take on a senior person, you take on three or four, three to five junior people underneath them. Yep. So if you use that, lose that senior person, you don't have the juniors coming in. Mm-hmm. So the knock-on effect is all the guys coming out of university and you know, training and stuff don't come to you because they can't get a job because you haven't got the senior guys to, to train them up and look after the graduates. Yep. Yeah. Um, and of course... You read this, we knew about this, well, I guess we were talking about this last year, weren't we, I think, a little bit. Yeah, we were. And in the, New Zealand's done absolutely nothing about it at all. 
Yeah. And I mean, yes. it's, it's yeah. not just, um, you know, we, everyone's looking at it from one perspective, right? These guys have, they, they get better tax incentives, there's high salaries, cost of living in Australia is a bit cheaper. It's, it's all of those combined that convince people to up and move out of New Zealand. So it's not just, oh, we've got to invest more in the gaming sector. You've got to look at the whole way that it's structured from your oh, IT is the same, isn't it? Why did you go to Aussie? I mean, more money, more opportunity. There you go. It's until New Zealand addresses that simple baseline of more money, more opportunity, lower cost of living, they're just going to constantly, throughout every industry, bleed people. Mm. And even a couple of tradies I know from New Zealand are now shifting across to Aussie, simply because by moving, they're instantly doubling their salary, doing the exact same job, working the exact same hours. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps going, is he? When's he going, you know, do you reckon? Uh, end, of, uh, end of July, I think. Oh, it's actually happening as well. Wow. Yeah, it's happening now. But I mean, you want to dig holes in the ground for a year. Oh, yeah, you start getting paid as a miner, 150K Australian. It's, I'm sure the, the scale's bigger, but New Zealand has a lot more sort of grassroots issues to address in order to get people to stay. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my wage is, has been stuck for years. My wages haven't gone up much. Yeah, I mean, and this is the tip of the iceberg. This is why people leave New Zealand for Aussie. One, it's mm -hmm. easy. You just hop across and the border guy says, welcome home, if you show off your New Zealand passport. And second of all, it's, it's just, you're getting paid more. I'm, no one's going to think, oh, but if I leave, then it's going to suffer, or the New Zealand economy is going to suffer. Everyone's just like, more money, lol. Oh, yeah, more money and the same cost of living or less. Like, why would yeah. you stay here? It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I think the, the gaming industry is is one of many industries within New Zealand that need to address well, what's, what's annoying is you've got Wessa down there doing really, really well. Mm. But the government isn't doing anything to really help them. No, the government only gives like tax incentives to American companies to, to come American companies Weta. to do Wessa stuff or to do Lord of the Rings movie. Got loads, like the insane amount of tax incentives when Lord of the Rings came here 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then they came again to do the TV series and it seems that the tax incentives weren't as good so they decided to go to Ireland or something. Yeah. Just... <laughs> But it's still, it's American companies that hire Weta to do, the, to do a part of the job, whereas what they should be doing is going, right, let's try get American actors involved in New Zealand companies mm -hmm. type thing, rather than here's an, here's an American production company, here's an American film company, and oh, the person that does the special effects is Weta. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just, an, it's just a contractor. Yeah. yeah, it's one part of the puzzle, and yeah, you're not going to get much kickbacks. That. It's supposed to be building, weirdly, it's supposed to be building a film studio in Hastings, which huh? is my local town. Yeah, I know. That'll be interesting. Are you going to be mm. an extra on, what's that? Yes. I don't... The... Oh, the... what was it? What's that stupid hospital program called? Yeah, the hospital, the hospital one. What is it? I have no idea. Shortland Street. Street. Shortland yeah. Street. Shortland Street. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be an extra on Shortland Street? Yes. Nice. We can't wait. Yes. I'll, do... I'll be like a terrorist or something. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Or You'll blow the place up. Or just pretend to wait at an elevator for seven hours in a day. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've actually got what's interesting. I think this is pretty much the same story, but it's News Hub again, and it came out today. Yeah, it was today. Mm -hmm. But it's actually funny because New Zealand gaming innovation display at GDC 2023, but at great risk of being poached by Aussie. Same one. But what's what I found about this is it's actually on normal TV. Huh. So this was, this was like... Um, Oh, BBC, I don't know, I guess it's like a TV one or something. Yeah. So this has gone from, like, I read an article, I was like, oh, that's interesting, I'm an article. and then it goes on the TV and they start talking about it. 
Uh, yeah, and they're saying due to lack of support in New Zealand, may not, some may not come back only to pack their bags again. So what they're saying here is people go to GEC and San Francisco yep. and don't come back. <laughs> they just go out there and go, oh, you can get a job. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, this is how networking is done, right? You go off to a, That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a conference and someone's like, I like the look of your game. And you go, really? And they go, oh, we're going to pay you to move over here and buy your company. Yep. And- come over here, but develop it here. We'll publish it for you. Yep. And we'll give you lots of money. Easy. Easy. It does say 350,000, a million. Uh, global, global gaming revenue is over 350 billion annually. That's the revenue for Goban Gaming. Yes. Bigger than music and, music and movies combined. It's ridiculous, eh, when you think about it. Yeah. But I mean, here, this, this, there's an interesting line in this report here saying that New Zealand's game industry doubles, doubled its re- revenue in 2022, gen- generating 100 and $407 million out competing Australia's yeah. $303 million. Yep. So New Zealand is punching way above its weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's why the Aussies are going, I oh, would like some of that. Yeah. We will just pay you to move over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just more money. And then now that money goes to Australia. Look at that. So other countries got, oh, this is what I was saying, other countries got into this game early. Finland, a nation the same similar size to New Zealand, has invested in gaming for decades. The sector is now worth $5 billion. <laughs> that is a ridiculous amount of money it is but that's what you do but look at Israel is Israel the same Israel is a massive technology sector yeah because a Intel's, lot of games uh, get uh, programs coming from there and Intel is um, all their fabs most of their fabs are based in Israel all their R&D fabs and there's tons of startups there as well like they really encourage startups in Israel yeah it's yeah you got it Really, the, the country has to stop and look at it and go, right, we need to generate income. Where is the next big sector? They it's need to stop looking at technology. Just, yeah, they like need to looking at looking at milk and sheep and cows and whatever. They need to look at other stuff. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, you've got so much land, you can only have so many cows and sheep and milk and all the rest. Whereas but also, digital... But also, you, with gaming, you're not relying on the other markets. Like with milk, I know that, um, was it Fonterra get affected all the time? Because... Japan decide they're not going to buy any milk or something, yep. or China decide they're not going to, and then you're done. Like you got no, or they control the price of cheese coming around the country or something. It <laughs> yeah. destroys all their profit for the year. Whereas a game's a game's a game. Like you make it, and it costs whatever it costs. Yep, and you put and it no out. one can say no. We're not going to have it. You're like well, that's fine because there's a whole like four billion. Was it four billion gamers out there or something to pick on? Like Three it's a massive billion. market. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. TV free. It was thanks, Shirley. I don't watch TV, so I don't really know, but I did think it was funny it was on TV. I'm just impressed I'm seeing old Sam Hayes again. Oh, <laughs> oh you like your redheads, do you? Oh, from Dancing with the Stars, she was great. She was so nice. <laughs> I can put it back on screen again for you if you want. <laughs> I can just play, the, I'll just play the whole video just so you can watch her for a bit, talking uh-huh. away. Sam Hayes was great. <laughs> That's so funny. I think she was on the same season as David Seymour. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm so, so sad for you. Uh, Dancing with the Stars was great. No. You're just jealous. This has been a very serious podcast so far. I know, we've covered lots of interesting stuff. It's only on the second news story. Only on the second news story. <laughs> Although that's actually six news stories I've covered in two. Yeah, fair did enough. Some, did some merging. Um, okay, so let's go back to gaming. Okay. So everyone can wake up now. So, only... Oh, this is that thing. Remember I said to you, so 25% of players have, have beaten, only 25% of players have beaten Legacy, Hogwarts Legacy. 
Hmm. I find this really interesting. This um, so they do say about how concurrent users have dropped off, which is fine because it's a single player game that's also been completed. Went from eight hundred eighty thousand concurrent um, down to seventy five thousand. Mm. But you know that's that's okay. But this is fun. So okay, so Skyrim and Witcher three, uh, both. Um, so you get you call it's twenty three twenty three point seven have earned the past trial. Which is free and thirty one point five have earned Dragon Slayer achievements. So that's the final two achievements for completing the game. Mm. Um, but I, I was quite interesting because I thought Hogwarts was not that hard, really. Yeah, well, maybe it's a size of game thing rather than difficult. Because I find like Witch of Three is a really hard game. There's a lot to that game, mm-hmm. and Skyrim's the same. Isn't it? Skyrim's a massive game, isn't it? To get to get to the end. Yeah, but Skyrim allows you to kind of mainline it quite easily. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's why it's very one percent. Um. So this is it. Red Dead Two, twenty-two percent. I've got to the end. Mm. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect, thirty-three percent. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's like, and Elden Ring's twenty-six point six percent. So this is normal for a single-player game. So it is. Um, no, I just find it really interesting. I didn't realise only like a quarter of people finish games like this. That's what I find interesting. It's all very, very similar numbers. For it. I wonder if it's basically the same sort of people that finish these games. And that's why the numbers are all kind of mm. the same. It's also, it's going to be a certain type of person who, A, can, can finish a 70, 50, 70 hour game. And yes. B, can or wants to stick with a game for 50, 70 plus hours. Yes, I guess so, Mass Effect's probably the sh- shortest out of those, isn't it? It's only a 25-hour game, I think, Mass Effect. Yeah, 25 hours for each game. So you're looking at, what, a 50, 75-hour game in total for all three? Yeah. But still, if you have a look at, like, the, what's it, those, those circles that intersect? <laughs> yeah, you've got a very small group of people that actually overlap and that want to play a 75-hour game can play a oh, 75 hour game sure. and will finish a yeah. 75 hour game. And actually can be bothered to go far enough to get to the final boss. And the final boss guy is always a pain in the backside. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, like you say, it's probably a quarter of all games, of all gamers, that yeah. match all of those, those kind of criteria to do it. Because hmm. if you... That's... Yep. If you dropped it down to a shorter game, for instance, so like... Let's compare 10 hour games, Bioshock Infinite and Atomic Heart, and you know, those type of games that are 10 to 15 hours. Anything under 20 hours, you'll probably find the completion ratio is probably around 50%, probably a whole lot higher because it's a shorter time investment. Is Atomic Heart a 10 hour game? Oh, a 10, 12 hour game, I think. Uh, that doesn't look the right game. Wait a minute, that's weird. So it's broken or something like that was the wrong game. So yeah, I, I, I was going to bring it up on two achievements. Oh, yeah. But I can't. Yeah. But you know, as soon as you start getting down in the hours and you start getting more to like say the 30, 20 hour games, I bet you that that ratio goes higher. If you get down to the 10 hour games, it goes higher. Like, Yeah, but Elden Ring is a reasonably difficult game. Like, I don't know if I could be able to play it. So, but it's still 25% or, you know, 25-30%. It's still got the similar sort of numbers. That was what I found was interesting, was that it's still the similar sort of numbers, even though it's a a way more difficult game. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's yeah that it's probably only twenty five percent of gamers are the people that want to finish games. Mm, of that, of whatever genre it is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was quite cool. Mm. It's nice to see numbers like that, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you already think about it until you see it, you go, oh, yeah, that's, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. And I mean, thinking of just in our circle, you've beaten Cyberpunk and now Hogwarts and those type of long games. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, me and Simone, we haven't really beaten any long games in a while. So that's just collectively within ourselves in a, in a group of three, that's like one third of people that have completed a, a longer game. Yes, for three percent. Yeah, so that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Next story. EA are uh, delisting free games on Xbox this April. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Mm. EA will EA. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the games will no longer be purchasable digitally from April twenty eighth. Um. Battlefield 1943, Bad Company, and Bad Company 2. Mirror's Edge actually is not being removed. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, even though you can only, you can't purchase them, if you already purchased them, or purchase them now if you want to complete them, this, the titles will be no longer, I have all the online stuff available from December 8th. Hmm. Uh, DICE announced the news, news for a sunsetting announcement post. We are focusing shift, shifting focus, sorry, uh, towards current and future releases. Yeah. You've got to wonder, though, why they want to shut down the, the servers for some of these games. I thought Bad Company 2 still had a decent amount of people playing it. I thought it was still quite a well-known game. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, looking at the Steam charts, there's always like 4,000 people online or so for it. Yeah, yeah. It's not huge, but it's still a, a little community. It's a one. It's a really good game. It's supposed to have a really good. Uh, it's supposed to a really good game. I played it a bit, but I don't play it huge amounts. Uh, so Ubisoft is no longer attending E3 this year. I'm a host <laughs> its own event in June. Uh, also, a- Nintendo said the same. I saw an article today saying Nintendo pulled out as well. Oh, interesting. Mm. They're doing this because they were scared people were going to haggle them about all the games that they announced that are being <laughs> actually out yet. Because isn't Assassin's Creed um, Mirage been pushed back or something, is it? So. Allegedly, it's been pushed back. Mm, I did see that, yeah. Um, no, but what's even more interesting, that now E3 are kind of, I think they're flapping around a bit now because there isn't really anybody going to E3. Any big companies? No, Microsoft's not playing Nintendo, Microsoft's not, PlayStation's not there. Yeah, Sony's not there. It's going to be, yeah. EA, maybe? I haven't heard about EA yet, but... Uh, I'm, the next headline will be, EA, EA announces out. E3 closure or something. <laughs> EA yes. are pulling the servers from E3 because of low attendance. Because no one's turning up, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, what is it supposed to be? They're doing, so Ubisoft are doing a Ford Live event on 12th of June. I feel like they did this last year, mm. didn't they? Yeah, okay. I recognize the name. It was a weird name. That's why it stuck out. Ubisoft Ford Live. Doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't exactly like roll a, off the tongue, does it's it? It's like a weird Japanese or Chinese translation, isn't it? That's gone wrong. You, know, you <laughs> get these literal translations that just don't seem right. Maybe it sounds better in French. Yeah, maybe yes. French oh, because Montreal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. But in French, it probably rolls off the tongue. It sounds fantastic. It sounds like croissant. 
and people are like, oh, and then they translate it into English and it just goes, um, come, come. No. Uh, that's all really. Other than the fact that there's, a, there's now a word that E3 may not even go ahead. <laughs> uh, poor E3, how far it's fallen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. But isn't E3 the idea that it's actually not just computer games? It's E3 of three different types of entertainment? Wasn't that the whole point of it? Was like? Yeah, it's supposed to be what electronic entertainment expo or something. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear, what a shame! What a shame! Almost, almost one of these. <laughs> almost. I have to use one button a week. It's a uh, law. It's the rules. I'm glad it's you the rules. Get that <laughs> you know it's true. Uh, Microsoft is making major improvements to subscription management on the Xbox. More control from your console. That's the headline. Oh, it's about uh, time. It's about time, isn't it? Yeah, so basically what's happening is now you can do subscription stuff on your Xbox. Mm. Uh, whereas previously, you just can look at it and go, oh, it's running out, and then you have to go to your website and then do stuff. Yeah. Uh, Seems so it's It's taken this long as well, hey? Yeah, but it's Microsoft. Don't forget. Yeah, true. Uh, this includes changing your plan, your Game Pass plan, uh, ability to turn on and off the recurring billing. Mm. Uh, for a while now, users have been forced to make certain changes while logging into the website, the account on the web browser. So uh, interesting. So by changing your Game Pass subscription, this sounds very much like they're getting ready for the family and friends here. It already pops up in mine. It always gives me the option to buy it. Why don't add four people to your uh, subscription or something, or four friends on your subscription? That's what it says to me now. Oh, that's exciting. Do you go, yeah. Yeah, I have four friends? It's 40 bucks a month, though. That's ridiculous. I haven't got that many friends. Mm. Need more friends. Um, you need more friends, so guys. Like you a, heard it here first. That's right, yes. Okay, so GDC last week. We didn't talk about it at all. No. Did anything was, good come out of GDC? Because well, Let's, there is two stories I picked up from it. Um, actually, this week I've managed to put my stories together, which is quite unusual. Normally it's just all over the shop. Xbox, Xbox exclusive wins GDC award following Microsoft Metacritic disqualification. This is really quite interesting. So it seems that because Microsoft only released four games last year, they were disqualified from... Um, oh, yeah. Less, so due to the fact that they, they less, launched less than five titles in 2022, they're disqualified from the um, publisher rankings this year. Okay. Because <laughs> if you look at it, I did, hang on, this actually gives you a little... Oh, yeah, so here you go. Here's the top 10. It's got Sony, Paradox, Activision Blizzard, Focus, Take-Two, Interactive, uh, Capcom, Sega, Annapurna, Humble Games, and Devolver Digital. Microsoft's not in there because they didn't release enough games last year. Interesting. <laughs> Anywho, so what they did was, okay, so amazing recognition. Uh, they're getting of um, a Pentiment won narrative-driven work of art. What did they win? Best what narrative. Best narrative? Yeah, oh, best narrative, yeah. That's right. Uh, for Pentiment. Nice. <laughs> that's that's good. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool, even though they couldn't actually be a publisher, but. Yeah, beat out God of War Ragnarok. Did you see what won everything, though? No, I didn't. Are you going to take us through the list? Because that'll be oh. interesting to see. Oh, let me see. I did find the list, actually. 
Oh, where is it? Let me just look for it quick. Uh, where is the list? It was a terrible list. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. I never thought of GDC as a place to rank games. Oh, this is going to take me around in the world of Xbox. I'm find GDC. What are they calling it? Um, GDC rankings, I guess. GDC rankings. Let's all Google together. No, it's not going to give me it. Mm. There you go. So this is hilarious because. It's almost like there's only two games come out this year. Oh, this is useless. <laughs> it's like, how hard is it to give me a list? I want to want a list. Oh, here we go. Um, GDC 2023, full list of finalists and honorable mentions. So, best debut. Uh, you have Tunic in there, Vampire Survivors, uh, and Stray One, a cat simulator. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, best audio, Elden Ring for Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Metal Gear, Metal Hellsinger, Stray, uh, God of War one. <laughs> for best audio, oh my word! Yeah, best design, you got like uh, Marvel Snap, which I think is awesome. Um, Strays and the Tunic, it was a very cool game. Elden Ring, Elden Ring won that one. Uh, oh, here we go. So best technology, their narrative was Pentiment. Best technology was uh, Immortality. Actually, was in there for best narrative. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was quite cool. Mm, that's pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up against Ragnarok as well, that was. So best technology was um, God of War. Best, best visual art was Elden Ring. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Innovation okay. Awards and Immortality, which is quite cool. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Social Impact, Citizen Sleeper. Which had, had Dust, Dust Falls was in there as well. Okay. Uh, audience Award, God of War. Game of the Year, Elden Ring. <laughs> so it was kind of, I, f I feel like there's like two games with most of the stuff, basically. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it derailed me slightly there, but yeah. Uh, yep. Amazing. It's fun times. <clears throat> okay, uh, next story. Oh, and the second GDC story. Uh, so, did you know it's 10 years of uh, Idea Xbox? Yes, I did see that. Lots of celebration around it. Lots of celebrating. Look at this. Celebrating 10 years. A massive celebrating of 10 years. Ooh. I'll clean up my page. Uh, yeah, so they're looking back at 10 years. 2013, 10-year anniversary. Uh, this program has helped 3,000 games to Xbox and paid out $4 billion to developers. Jeez, that's not that bad. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad. Jeez. Um, it does actually look. Was, I found this. I don't know who it was now, but I found this quite interesting YouTube type thing, and they talked about this and how they all missed the what was it before this games for gold games games game. I can't remember the name of it. Had some weird XBLA Xbox Game Live. Uh, um, Xbox Live Arcade or something. That's it. Xbox Live Arcade. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So they're like we really missed that because it was actually quite good. It had some really good games come out of the back of it. Hmm. Um, and what happens? They killed that, and then PlayStation came in with their PlayStation Live or something, a very very similar name to what the Xbox One used to be, hmm. and that's when PlayStation Three to destroyed all indie games for that time, didn't they? They kind of took over. Interesting. Remember PlayStation were the, the place to go for indie games for a while. 
I don't remember uh, that at all, but I'm not oh, an indie game person, so. No, I see. No, there was a huge complaint about it. And then hmm. 2013, they decided to do the um, idea Xbox. Hmm. Um, yeah, 3,000 games, 5,000 developers into the program, more billion, $4 billion. Yeah. Interesting. So it kind of goes through. Boardwing, so, so they have like Dead Cells come out of this, Slime Rancher 2, Sp- Spirit Fire Tunic came out, Hades came out of that, Artful, wow. Artful uh, Escape, Cuphead, Inside, Untitled Goose Game, and Celeste. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so they're award winning games that came out. Um, 100 countries around the world, 200 independent developers creating games within the first year, 5,000 yeah. developers across 100 countries. There you go. Most of them are action adventure games, 39%, 13% platformers. Mm, okay. 21% other. Yeah. Other games. Other games. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, amazing. Uh, there's lots more words. But yeah, that was, that was quite cool. 10 years. That's quite good. And it basically helps Game Pass, doesn't it? That's got a really good boost of Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, sign up, put your game in Game Pass, you get 5 million more downloads <laughs> or whatever than you would have normally. People just try it because it's there, isn't it? Yeah, cool. exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. We're getting there. We seem to have a lot of news this week. I thought, when you said we had a lot of news this week, I don't actually think I had a lot of news. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of news. We may have to skip Carl's game thing with this rate. What? Oh, yeah, true. How long are we going for? We're on hour two yet? Oh, we're on like hour like 17. Hour 17, that's not bad. It's warming up. Uh, One million people reached Diablo 4 beta level 20 and saved a wolf pup. Nice. Oh, this yeah. is great. That's I think cool. this game's going to be massive. Yeah, did you see the, uh, the map of the beta map and compared to the rest of the map? Yep. Did you see that? Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. I that's thought you might have seen that. There's, there's huge. Awesome. Did you like the start of the podcast last week when I told you there was, um, what did I say? There was skill trees and you went, ooh. Yeah. That's how the podcast started. It made me laugh. I do like my skill trees. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, so, the, yeah, early access concluded. That was last, this is 21st of March. This is last week this came out. Um, so that was a weekend. That was the closed beta weekend, wasn't it? Or mm, the beta for people that had pre-ordered it. And there wasn't, there was wasn't last beta as well. Yeah, that was last weekend, but this is the 21st, so that means it would have been the weekend before. Ah, uh, yep. So this is a weekend of people that had already prepaid, the, prepaid for it. Jeez, one million people. One million people had prepaid for it, yeah, and played up to level 20. Uh, mm. And if you do, you get a spe- little, special little bonus thing. Yeah, little wolf. Little wolfy. Uh, little, a bit of wolf pack. So you get a wolf pack. Oh, it's a backpack with a wolf, I guess. Yeah, there's a little wolf pup sleeping in your backpack. Isn't that cute? Very cute. Um... Oh, and it keeps going for this week as well. So if they didn't make it, you can still get it through to it this week. I don't think it's on this weekend. No, this is so. Look at this is a last week's news article came out in the middle of last week. Oh, so yes. they were talking about last weekend as well. So you could have kept going. Um, I didn't realize that whatever progress you're making, the beta sticks as well. So when you get the full game, oh. you just continue from there. Interesting. So mm. I wonder if that's going to work with items because I heard in the beta that the legendary drop rate for items was escalated oh. by 7,000% or something. <laughs> that would be so, quite cool, though. Yeah, you start off with a couple of legendary items. That would be nice. Um, yeah. yeah, it carries forward to the... Yeah, yeah. and that's it, really. There was, a, there was a pretty little wolf for you to get. Hmm. I wonder how many people played it. That's, it doesn't say how many people played it. I've not announced figures. But it yeah, should be a decent still- amount. 
more than 1 million people. That's pretty good. This game's going to be huge on launch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially on, on um, Game Pass. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. going to have like 30 million people jumping in on day one. Basically, everybody <laughs> is going to play it, aren't they? Yes. Oh, my word. Uh, so, um, Multiverses. Cool little game. Yep. You were quite excited about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool little game. Um, it's being closed. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're shutting year. down servers. No, so what's happening is they're delisting it. So they're closing the open beta. Ah, so that was still in beta. Yeah, closing date for the open beta is June twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, and they're but doing a full like launch. Yes, yes, right, yeah. That's a long beta. It is long beta. Well, it's not really. If you look at Google, they do like eight year betas. Betas, so <laughs> it's quite short. That's so what they're doing. Is it's actually quite cool. They're, they're, so they're going to say stop the beta and then relaunch it again in 2024. No, oh, that's stupid. It's <laughs> weird, can't... isn't it? It's weird, you but no, it's, it's of kind people... of. Okay, look, no, you've got a lot of people playing <laughs> it. You can spend real money in this game, right? Yeah. Okay, you have a lot of people playing it. They're spending real money. You're going to stop them from playing your game for six months. And Starfield's going to come out, and then you're going to expect them to kind of just, what, drop Starfield and start playing your game it's again? Out, it's coming out next year, though. Starfield's out this year, isn't it, supposedly? Yeah. Although I reckon it's going to get pushed back to November. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's still, it seems <laughs> stupid to go... Don't you feel that these guys playing multiverses is not the sort of same people playing Starfield, though? I don't know. I think there's a big crossover of just people who play games. Okay. <laughs> like, they say okay. Look, let's let me hear. Them, let's hear them out when they say, "We know there's still a lot of work to do. As a result, we have a clear view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content cadence of new characters, maps, and modes, to give you more ways to enjoy the game, along with updating the netcode, whatever that is, and more and more matchmaking improvements. We're also reworking the progression system based on your feedback and look at new ways to connect with your friends in the game. To do this right, we will be closing the multiplayer open open beta from June 20th. Uh, as part of this, we're pausing updates and taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of Multiverses, which will be targeted for early 2024. So they're tweaking it. They're like, this is a beta. We've beated it for a year, and we're going to unbeater it and then make it full. Makes complete sense. Okay, Lee. Right. <laughs> Seven years of doing this podcast. Right. The beta's coming to a close next month, guys. <laughs> we're going to stop podcasting for a year, yep. and then we're going to we're going to make some, We're going to have some meetings. We're going to have some meetings. We're going to take your feedback and then we're going to come back in a year and you must still remember who we are, what we are, and care about us. I don't see any issue. <laughs> oh, we're doing, when are we doing this? We're doing this in June, yeah? Yeah, June, June 25th is our last show while we, <laughs> okay, we cool. take our beta offline. Take, take a beta offline. <laughs> the seven-year beta that we've Fine. had. <laughs> it's like it's, Google beta. I think it's a stupid move. Okay. I think it's different. I'd never known anyone to ever do this. Normally, they just kind of, it comes out broken, and then it stays broken for ages, and then people stop playing it. And so maybe they're, they're going, maybe they're going, well, rather than people not stop playing it, let's pull it before it goes really bad. Then we can release it again as a new product, and people will go, oh, this is exciting. So if you did that every year for a game, got out for a year, pulled it for six months, released it again, <laughs> everyone got really excited. Rinse and repeat. Interesting. Yeah, you don't think that's going to happen? No. I feel I like it, you're suspicious. It's, it's a Ubisoft game, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. 
I feel like it is. Yes. Um, so yes, multiverses. I think it's going to pop up again in a year's time. And then everyone's going to go, huh, remember when that game was fun? And just stop caring. Oh no, I think it's done. Uh, what's probably happened is the game's dying anyway. Yeah, if the game's dying and there's not many people playing, then this is a good strategy. Because mm. they'll go, look, we'll fix it, we'll sort it out for you guys, and then we'll re-release it. Much fanfare. Hopefully it drops on Game Pass. But, yep. yeah, it seems stupid. Rather it's than, weird. It's a different way of doing it, I guess. It's a new I way of doing it. Imagine if No Man's Sky took this route. Came out... Oh no, that first year that was just a beta. Oh, they would never release it. <laughs> it would never have come out again. Yeah, exactly. It Let's actually see. says here people are frustrated because of the refunds. There'll be no refunds. <laughs> so people spent real money on a beta. There's no refund. Yeah. No. And you're hoping that the game comes out again next year, maybe if you're lucky. To give them more money. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. The announcement does not change any current. Uh, refund policies or terms offered by the storefronts from our Founders Pack and Gleemian bundles were purchased. For more information, please contact Visit Console Support pages for PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and Epic Games. Uh, additionally, refunds are not available as a result of the open beta closure. However, all progress and previously earned and purchased content will carry over. Ah, oh, so that's not an issue. If you purchase stuff, it will stick. You're not going to get a refund, but it will still get your stuff back when you jump back in in early 2024. Also, not like they're resetting the game. You're still going to get your stuff back. It's just... Uh, yeah, but I mean... You just can't play the game offline, for six months. Yeah, if a game goes offline for six months, you give up on your stuff and you start playing something else. Hmm. It is a risk. That's a bold move. I'll give them that. <laughs> it's bo- a bold move. Yes, that's what this a is. A bold very move. bold move. And I, it's good different. luck to them. It's different. It's very different. Good luck, guys. Yes. I'm not holding my breath. Wow. You have little faith. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk next year. <laughs> okay, if it ever comes out ever again, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll instantly forget that this was ever the game. I know, well, this is what will happen. We'll just forget, and then it'll be like, oh, look, new game's coming out. Do we play this game? I don't hmm. know, maybe. Multiverses, it sounds familiar. That's um, a pretty bold move. They've launched straight into season two. <laughs> That's right, yes. I log in and get all the stuff. I'm like, where do I get all the stuff from? I don't remember playing this. Yeah, what's going on? Minecraft is getting a Dungeons & Dragons crossover. I am so confused by this. I don't understand what's going on. It's a new D&D DLC for Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. There's um, actual Dungeons & Dragons. Like, they're playing Dungeons & Dragons, and then they're doing Dungeons & Dragons things. <laughs> Minecraft people playing Minecraft Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> I'm so confused. What? Because it looks like... It, it says it's DLC. Um, but is this DLC for the main Minecraft game? <laughs> I'm as confused as you are. Or is it DLC for like a separate game that no one's released yet? What the heck is going on? I'm trying to make heads or tails of this trailer that you've got here. It's Forgotten oh. Realms and Icewind Dale, that's right. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's amazing. No, it is actually amazing. And like, it will be amazing as well. Like if they do this properly, it will be incredible. If they do this properly, it'll be fantastic. But my word, I did not wake up today expecting Minecraft to go dungeon. I know. I saw it pop off my feed and I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> you get to choose you get to choose characters like a paladin, a wizard, and a thief and a something else. <laughs> I was like, Look, and there's actually played D D. They're actually sat there in a D D setup. 
Oh, that's just good. brilliant. So it's Forgotten Realms, Castle, Candle Deep, a Candle Keep, and Icewind Dale. Cannot speak properly. You get a Paladin, Barbarian, Wizard, and Rogue. Uh, you get to choose your characters. You get enemies like Mind Flayers and Mimics. True to its tabletop roots, you'll actually start the story in Dungeon Master's basement, starting the game, venturing in a fancy world. I'm like, this is incredible. I want to play this game. <laughs> Can I play this game, please? <laughs> it includes a number of D&D mechanics, including ro- rolling tw- D20s, um, skill checks, combat mechanics. You can backstab as a row. Each class is default attack, range attack of the wizard. Special skills will come down cooldowns. Like, this is brilliant. It comes with full voice acting. <laughs> you can go alone or with a co-op venturing team. A oh. co-op AD&D Minecraft. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. This, if this comes out at the same time as Starfield, I'm sorry, but Starfield, you lose. <laughs> Uh, that's incredible. I just don't know where it came from, though. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. It just like it just popped off my feed. I was like, "What the heck? What is this? <laughs> when can I get it now?" Spring twenty twenty three. It says, oh, which is like now. Yep, that's coming soon. Where did it come from, though? I don't understand. They've partnered with Wizard <laughs> of the Coast as well. Yes. Yes. Right. Like it's properly licensed. It's properly done. They're not mucking around. No, this is a proper thing. Yeah, yeah. Spent time on. Yes, made it a thing. And they put voice acting in, like D twenties, and you can choose to be a paladin or wizard if you want to be a wizard. You can be a wizard. That's incredible. I know. (laughs) I know. I was, I was shocked at you. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I watched a video and went, yeah, it looks brilliant. It looks like Minecraft. (laughs) It looks (laughs) great. Oh, this looks ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm thinking full player. Oh yeah. Paul, me, you, Simone. Yeah, D and D. around D and D. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> you know me. Give me my squishy warlocks. Squishy warlocks in the distance, shooting at stuff randomly. Yep, dying. Sadly, sadly no clerics. Yeah, please help me. I've just died again. No clerics, though, which is a bit disappointing. Look Amazing racists. Ah, oh, this is so funny. <laughs> well, that's so, um, that's something. <laughs> It is, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Uh, incredible. Good fun. That was, I don't know where the heck you pulled that out from. but I, And it's a random website as well. Like, I don't even know the website. <laughs> yeah, I was also looking at the website going, I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah, no. It's been one of those days of randomness, random website people. So who was this? Oh, GameSpot. Oh, it was GameSpot. It was normal. But oh, the video looked really looked weird. Different. It does look, the video looks a bit weird, doesn't it? It does indeed. Hmm. Okay. I, I just went, wow. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so final story. Finally, finishing with Forza Horizon 5. This is the reason I started playing Forza 5 today. Okay. I saw this story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch. So what's happening on the 30th is the rally games coming out, the rally update, which is basically going to be like, I guess it's going to be like um, Storm Mountain, a bit like that. Yep, it looks pretty good. Yeah, but it will be rallying stuff. There's rally trucks and rally cars and stuff you get into it. So this, this article count, and it basically tells you what all the updates are going to be. Mm, okay. It's weird. So what they've done, they've added anti-lag. You can actually put, add anti-lag to your engine to make you obviously not have any lag in turbos. Okay, you're going to have to explain anti-lag to me. Oh, and so with turbos, it's a pressure thing. So when the pressure's not very high, the turbo doesn't kick in. So to prevent that, you have this anti-lag thing you put on, which means that they don't have any lag. So when you put your foot down, the turbo kicks in immediately. You don't have a lag? Yeah. That's it. Literally, is what it says. Um, launch control assist for all cars. 
So this is actually quite cool. So we've so what they're doing is they're saying so if you you basically enable launch control and then you like because how cars have launch control buttons now the modern kind of sports supercars have launch control buttons. Yeah. You put it in launch control and you put have like you hold it at five thousand revs. You put your foot on the brake and you press launch control and as soon as you take your foot off the brake it does all the electronics and then it makes you start really quickly. Mm-hmm. So you don't. Just so rather than out. you sat there like hammering the accelerator, it does it with the computer. So they're adding it to all the cars. Oh, nice. I thought that's really cool. So all the drag racing you do, everyone gets launch control, and then it's just matter of, it's actually a timing thing rather than being useless. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of it's all about timing, isn't it? Launch control. Uh, and then all the cars are adding rally parts, so they're adding a whole bunch of cars here. The old mm. RS two hundred, which is great. Uh, GT seventy. There's Fiestas, there's Fords, there's Honda Civic Coupes, there's Hoonigan cars. There's a whole bunch of cars being added here. Rally parts for cars. Mm. Cool. Uh, change in tire profiles as well. Ooh, lots okay. and lots and lots and lots. It just keeps going and going and going. Wide body kits with the old 97 M3 and the 2008 M3. Mm, okay. Um, a whole new radio station called Epitaph. Epitaph, uh, I guess it is. Epitaph. That's the one I listened to in Horizon 3 and 4. Oh, okay. So this one's coming in with 15 new tracks. Cool. I don't know any of the... Oh, Offspring. Oh, yeah, Offspring. Oh, yeah, offspring and Pennywise. 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 No, and bad, bad religion. religion. Oh, okay, and cool. architects. Architect. I don't know if we're architects. Oh, yeah, I like architects. I almost went to one of their shows. Oh, cool. Um, so there's some props. Rally prop pack. I don't know what that is. There's event neon light decorations and neon cube collectibles. There seems to be some sort of nighttime thing happening on the same time. Hmm, okay. Midnight racing or something that's happening. I'm a bit confused by. I'm going to jump in tomorrow and see if I can find it. We do like midnight racing. Midnight racing. Uh, steering wheels are new settings. Got steering rotation and lock. So that's basically for the um, the steering wheels. They're changing mm-hmm. the steering rotation, the lock modes. But there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do for controlling Ooh. it. PC gets Nvidia DLSS three. Mm-hmm. Is that good? RTX the four four thousand series. Yep, yep. DLSS is very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, additional track in the festival as well for two rally adventure events. So basically, because of the rally stuff, that's what's happening. Ah, yes. Uh, there's a new map called the Sierra Neo- Nuva. Nuva? Nuva? N-U-E-V-A? <laughs> yep. Uh, new campaign, obviously, kicking in with the Rally King. There's new Horizon Rally and race modes. And 10 new cars. Won't bore you people. It's just on comicbook.com, this whole thing. So I'm going to bore you all. Uh, there's new races, eight road races, eight dirt races, eight mixed races, night only, which is quite interesting. The mixed services are quite cool. Because the car, you kind of set it off of a grip, but you don't really want too much because you want to go on dirt, so it's kind of, you know, got to set them up. There's mm-hmm. three ambassador races. I'm not sure I'm sure what that is. Oh, okay. And obviously the Goliath event, which is always the one that's like 10 minutes. Yep. And really hard. And then there's 20 PR events. So there's five speed traps, five speed zones, five danger zones, and five drift zones. Improved deformable surface included rugged sand roads into with improved deformed tire tracks. I'm guessing what they're saying is there's going to be like holes in the road, which were there by cars beforehand, mm-hmm. which will can make it really hard to drive on, I guess. And yeah. if you don't drive on that bit, you get chucked off. Uh, there's 27 adventure achievements, rally achievements, which I guess is Xbox achievements. Yep, yep. Uh, then accolades, which is how they do all the, um, is basically in, in card, in game achievements. And then this Midnight's at Horizon series feature, available from the 30th of March to the 27th of April. Hmm. All players. 
Extended nighttime exclusivity for the series. Uh, neon light decorations in the aerodrome. So there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do some decorating, I guess. I, nice. I like the neon on, under the car. There you go. Yeah. A drone show in the aerodrome and hmm. around the Horizon uh, Badland Festival travel point. And then some collectible cube. Hmm. And there's some new cars as well. This is a massive, and this isn't a normal. Like, well, it is. It's, it's for the DLC. Yeah, but this is just update twenty eight. This is not even like a, a new release or an expansion or. It is. It's for the DLC. It's for the rally DLC. So yes. it is. But this, the only rally bit is only at the bottom. Hmm. Oh, it's all this bit here. So there's still half a page full of stuff, and then you got all the the rally stuff, and that's only if you got the DLC. All the rest of the stuff is even if you haven't got the DLC, you get all the other stuff. Like the extra cars and the body kits and stuff like that. Uh, the anti lag stuff was all for anyway. I had the option today to turn on anti lag when I was playing. Or give oh, yeah. me some emails going, how oh, this is how you do it. Interesting. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. There's a lot going on. A lot going on, yeah. Yeah. So just, I just thought, well, that's interesting. There's an update. And then start reading going, oh, this is an update. <laughs> this is like a proper <laughs> update. That's a decent sized update. Yeah. That's the news. Whoa. What <sighs> news. Wow. I'm exhausted now. Huh? Yeah, I can imagine. Jeez. That's like an hour and a half of news you just went through. At least an hour of that was Activision Blizzard nonsense. Activision, yeah. But, okay. Well, in the, in the effort of making things speedier and more exciting, I'm going to go through Carl's game thing very quickly. Okay, give me a second. So this does not allow Lee to fall asleep. It makes him work hard on get get him to work hard to make sure he's on the ball. And it also makes sure that the listeners and anyone still watching us, you poor souls. Um, <laughs> I know. We lost everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone is just like, I'm out, it's too late. I'm done. Activision. Don't want to talk about Activision anymore. Tired of Activision. Why do these guys keep talking about Activision? Who is Activision? A good question. Why is Activision? Why is indeed? Why indeed? Right. Carl's games thing. Gonna be nice and quick. So these are games that are being released from March 27th to the 31st. And I need to remind you, Mr. Lee, that this is part of Microsoft's there's been two million games being released in one month type effort that they're pushing for. So there's gonna be a lot of games, a lot of bad (laughs) games. A lot of dross. A lot of bad games. Hopefully some good games for April Achievement Challenge. I mean, in order to be a good game for the April Achievement Challenge, it just needs to be quick and have a thousand points. Yeah, that's right. That's the only condition, really. So yes, and hopefully these are some nice new games as well for April Achievement Challenge, so the ratio is nice and high. We can hope. That's what we're hoping for. So kicking us off is Runbeam Galactic. Uh, Excuse me, sorry. Okay. Lee's just choking on his excitement. I know, I, can, I, need to, I need to lubricate. Yes, Run Beam Galactic. Run, jump, and roll your way to new high score as hazards and bonuses pop up all around the planet. Step into the shoes of Run Bean, an astronaut who landed on a hazardous planet that tries its best to kill the intruder. So this is a different take on... Um, puzzle platformer in that the whole map is round as a planet and you're basically just running around the planet in a circle collecting things and avoiding giant lasers i would love to show you but uh, oops something went wrong please try and reload the page 
it's this got this is a secret. Yeah, it, it's kind of pixel arty graphics. Looks like it could be a um, phone game where you tap the screen to jump. I wondered that. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. <sighs> Moving on. Do you yep. ever want to be a chef, Mister Lee? Do you want to yes. cook in kitchens, and do you want to chef. serve food? Because now you can in Chef Life, a restaurant simulator. I mean, the graphics look pretty decent for a simulator game. Actually, doesn't look too bad. Yeah, doesn't look too bad at all. So, in Chef Life, a restaurant simulator, you take the reins of your dream restaurant, choose and customize dozens of kitchen of kitchen components. Cooking surfaces, food processors, ovens, etc., to build your dream kitchen. Before firing up your burners, organize your team and manage your suppliers to obtain premium ingredients that would impress the most demanding of gourmets. That word makes almost no sense. <laughs> so you buy, you buy stuff for your kitchen. That's nice to make food stuff for, for your people kitchen. that complain a lot. Indeed, its graphics remind me a lot of that um that kitchen simulator. Cooking simulator, I think it's called. Ah, oh, see, I was thinking it looks like The Sims. Ah, oh, yes, Sims, like Sims 4 looks it. Yep. Next up is Kingdom Rush Frontiers, supporting Xbox Play Anywhere, which is quite cool. Bigger and badder than ever before, Kingdom Rush Frontiers is a whole new level of the furiously fast, enchantingly charming gameplay that made the original title an award-winning hit. But... Oh, yeah, this game. Yeah, it's um, what tower defense, isn't it? I don't know, no idea. I'm trying to. I'm waiting. Microsoft still cannot do video. It really bugs no, me. Can. Everyone can drink now, right? No, I can <clears> drink. <throat> Have a drink. Microsoft video failed. Looks a bit like Settlers Two, almost. Yeah, but it's tower defense. It's basically just cartoony tower defense. Could be quite, yeah. quite a nice chill game, but yet again, looks again looks like a phone game. Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing much exciting there. Next up, probably the biggest highlight of the the whole list, we have the show MLB twenty three. I played number twenty one of this. I don't think I played oh, number yeah? twenty two. It's actually quite cool. It's quite a cool game. Yeah, it's quite nice it's to quite have a baseball fun. game on Xbox. Yeah, yeah, it works quite well. Like, the controls are easy enough to work out. Uh, oh, I think cool. I won my first game just about by like two runs or something. Like it was pretty close. So it took me a few um, innings to work out. Okay. Rounds, I guess you call it. Rounds to work out what I was doing. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, that sounds right. It's words. Yes, words. Yeah. Yep. The MLB The Show 23, it's available day one on Game Pass. It replaces MLB The Show 22. So if you're still playing that, hurry up and finish it. It's basically a good baseball game. Looks really pretty. If you've played NFL 23, then its graphics look similar. It's got that whole, you know, sports game look to it. Yeah, it's easy. Like the controls are nice and easy as well. You nice. don't need to be a, a baseball expert to work it out. Obviously, it does help if you know what a curveball curve and a fastball is and stuff like that, but it doesn't matter yep. too much. You could just be like me and just jump into a game and know nothing about it and just go, oh, this is actually quite fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, oh. next up is a game that was previously in Xbox. Ex- uh, PlayStation exclusive. Ooh. It is Sifu, S-I-F-U. And it's optimized for the Xbox series, which is quite exciting. In Sifu, you will ponder the value of life and revenge as you hunt down your family's assassins. Dun, dun, dun. 
apparently the combat is very satisfying in this game. It's like a first-person ninja so, simulator, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it looks like a punching thing. Yeah. But it's all very ninja simulatory, quite exciting, really cool graphics, kind of cartoony style. Um, been out for a year on PlayStation, got rave reviews. But it's pretty good that it's actually coming to Xbox. I was quite excited when I saw it on this list. It looks cool, actually. I really like it. It's got yeah, an it interesting cool. look to it. That looks really cool. And I believe it's coming with a photo mode, which it doesn't have before. Uh, but who knows? I don't understand the age thing. I'm sure there's a reason behind that. I don't think so either. Because all you're doing is fighting. <coughs> yes. Which is pretty normal for games these days. <clears throat> Good fight. Yeah, but it doesn't look like there's any kind of. Um, I don't know if this is because of the trailer I'm watching. But it doesn't look like there's any kind of walk around talking. Uh, no, I don't think there's any walk around talking. I think it's just it's action. Literally just fighting. Yep. Have stick, will poke. Next up on our list is Dredge. You know, it looks a bit like CFUs. It's got that kind of look to it, Sifu. There's a bit of that Sea of Thieves kind of cartoony look. Yeah. It's a really cool assassin game. I like it. Don't you want to be a, a kung fu master? Yes, always. That's what, the, that's what the kids are calling it these days. Okay, let's move on to Dredge. You captain your fishing trawler to explore a collection of remote isles and their surrounding depths to see what lies below. Sell your Catch to the locals and complete quests to learn more about each area's troubled past. Outfit your boat with better equipment to trawl deep sea trenches and navigate to far off lands, but keep an eye on the time. You might not like what finds you in the dark. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Scary. This is a, it's got very cool graphics. This, this reminds me of Call of the Sea in terms of its graphics. Yeah, but even, um, oh, what was that one with the fire? Oh, yeah, um, the one that you played well, you recently, isn't it? Firewatch. Firewatch, yeah. It's got that sort of feel to it, that car- cartoony feel to it. Yeah, that kind of cartoony, cel-shaded feel. It looks very cool. And I did have a sneaky look at one of the early reviews for it. Apparently, the story is quite um, emotional and makes you actually think about life. Ooh, okay. Let's not play that. I don't want to think about life. I don't want well, to have those emotions. People, some people like having emotions and thinking no. about life. No, don't do and, that. and these people will be playing this game. Mm. Dredge. It's got smart delivery and supported on and optimized. Like it. It, looks, it looks cool. I like it. It does look cool. Looks like a perfect Game Pass game, actually. Eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, look. Next up is, of course, the Horizon Interesting. Look at that. How, we, how we're linking our stories together. Yeah, indeed. Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure. It is currently $18 with Game Pass. Which is not too bad. I mean, what can you say? It's Forza Horizon 5. Looks beautiful. Plays wonderfully. If you've played Forza Horizon 4, you know what you're getting yourself into. If you've played the Storm, Storm Mountain or what's the other one? Yeah. There was that, two, wasn't there? Came out. There was a drift thing. <coughs> yeah. I thought there was a snow one that came out and there was a there was snow, there was Storm Mountain and there was no one as well. Yeah, the no snow DLC was in number three, and in number four was the island with the electricity in the sky, the lightning. Lightning, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was Storm Island. Oh, yeah. What was the, I can't the mountain? The, I can't remember what the first one was called. 
because number three had a, a snowy mountain. And I don't think yeah, it's called right. Snowy Mountain. Big Snowy Mountain. Big Snowy Mountain. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Looks super pretty, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, it looks realistic, that's the thing. This picture I'm looking at now basically looks like a picture of, like, you take a picture. Yeah, it does, eh? Just, yeah, a photo you've taken and up the saturation a little bit for, but, mm -hmm. man, fantastic. So everyone's getting ready for that. That's exciting. Yeah, drop so some more about... Seven yep. yep. The Rally Adventure is included with the Premium Edition, the Expansions Bundle, and the Premium Add-ons Bundle. If you own any of those, you get it for free. If you don't own it, then you need to pay for it. Well, you've already paid for it. Yeah. Fair enough. Are you excited? I, d I need a racing car game, actually. I was playing Hot Wheels yesterday because I need a racing car game. And then this update for Forza came out. I was like, oh, that's right. I've got Forza. <laughs> so, and I hadn't completed Hot Wheels on Forza. For, oh, there's actually a better, it's a better one to play, like racing-wise. Oh, for sure. There's more interesting stuff going on. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. It is good to jump back into it. Giving it a year's rest was probably, because I think I must have played four and then got straight into five. And I should yeah. probably just give myself a bit of a break before doing it. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Are you going to stream it? You're going to jump onto the stream? Oh, could do actually. Yeah, it's fun to you watch. Should. You'll be one of the first people to play it. So I reckon <clears> you no, should. Very true. Especially if it's out at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, you wake up early, don't you? Yeah, dog, dog always woke me up this morning at half seven. We decided it was time to go for a walk. There we go. Thanks, Barney. Wake up early. Be one of the first people to play it. Stream it. I saw the update today for it. It was like a twenty gig update. Brilliant. You're ready. You're ready to go. Hmm. There's no Exciting. excuse. Yeah, that's good idea. Okay, next up is Lanark. Uncover the dark origin of humanity's new home and the truth about yourself in this epic sci-fi adventure. Set on a distant planet ruled by a totalitarian regime, Lunark is a modern take on the 2D cinematic platformer genre of the 90s. So in other words, it looks like it's art. from the 90s. Actually, it looks older than the 90s. Though. I'm sure 90s are better than this. I think it's only because of the 90s it has more colors. Now, before the 90s, you were limited to about six. Uh, CGA, was it? Or EGA you're talking about? Yeah, something like that, CGA. This one has actually a lot more colors. There's a lot more going on. Hmm. But it's all very pixel-arty, puzzle platformer. So pixel-arty. Looks like there's some alien spiders, so you know what you're getting yourself into. Next up is Paladrome Syndrome. <coughs> Paladrome. Paladrome. Paladrome Syndrome. Yeah, oh, Paladrome is like, you know, numbers same as back to front, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it rhymes, actually, saying it that way. Paladrome Syndrome. Oh, it does, because Rome, Rome. Yeah, Rome, Rome. <laughs> it's an escape room sci-fi game that'll test your deduction skills. You solve puzzles, you decode secret codes, you find hidden objects, and you investigate the different rooms of the spaceship while you discover the events that led you there. It looks pretty, like, generic looks exploration terrible, actually. Game. If I'm honest, it looks terrible. I don't know. It looks pretty generic to me. Nothing outstanding, nothing new. Yeah. You walk around a spaceship, you look at things, things happen. Yeah. It, it doesn't look, the video doesn't look very good. Like these screenshots, but even though the screenshots don't look very good either. Like, it looks very basic. Yeah, Unless the puzzles are interesting, I guess. Hopefully the puzzles are, because otherwise it's just going to be a boring game. 
Mm. Now, moving on to something more exciting. Yes. Pirates Outlaws. We do like a pirate <laughs> Pirates. game. Pirates Outlaws. Does yes. Right? It's Pirate Outlaws or Pirates Outlaws. Pirate Outlaws. Or Pirates I think it's Outlaws. Pirates Outlaws. Yeah, but they missed the S out on the other. Yeah, I know it is. Okay, cool. So Pirates Outlaws. I mean, Pirates are Outlaws. Is it, anyway, so. Yeah, is it Pirates and Outlaws? Is it Pirates are Outlaws? But no, there's no end. So it's Pirates Outlaws. That's not a sentence. I know, it's not anything you would expect to say in your life. <laughs> we are saying it, and we're going with it. Yes, it does look CFU's game, this. Completely looks like CFU's. Except that it's a roguelike deck builder with deck a unique builder. art style. Yes. Not really unique, but yes, it is definitely yeah. a roguelike deck builder. It is a deck builder game, which looks like it could have been a phone game, actually. Got nice big buttons everywhere. The cards take up uh, on green so that you yep. can read it. It looks interesting. One way of putting it. I'm playing currently. I've just got a review to do for a, a deck building car game, and it's basically based on like um, a Mad Max. Oh, cool. Where you're going from one place, one place to another, but using cards. You have the racing car going in the middle, and you play cards to like shoot stuff behind you or to move your car. Huh, okay. Quite interesting. Quite interesting concept. That is an interesting it concept. Reminds me of this a bit. Yeah. It's a bit strange. But I mean, <laughs> yes. people like their deck building games. Yeah, so. yeah very much so. Yeah. <clears throat> Go. All power to you. Next up, we have Saga of Sins. It is time to atone for your sins, the game says. I don't want to. Oh, but it is time, Lee. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't make no, me. No, but it is time. No. The game demands it. You have no proof of sins. <laughs> uh, it's an action-adventure game featuring a mystical storyline and arcade gameplay where you immerse yourself into a world of stained glass, which is pretty cool. The art style is very cool. It does look very stained glassy. Uh, yes. I don't know if I like it. But yes, it does. It's very colorful. Like the screenshots I'm looking at, you actually have no idea what you're looking at. So you hope that the movement kind of helps with things. Oh, yeah, because of the color. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of color happening all at once. And it's all the same color. <coughs> like the background is the same color as the front almost. So it's like... Yeah, there's no fading. Oh, yeah. Because you look at this one here, like the third, fifth one long, it almost looks like he's stuck to the whatever he's attacking. I can't know yes. what's going on there. Yeah, very so strange. Interesting. So, yeah, that's Saga of Sins. It's got a very cool art style, um, action-adventure game. Hopefully it's a platformer, side-scroller. Yep, platformer, side-scrolling platformer. You attack things. Um, it looks like they've taken a bit of uh, inspiration from Pentiment in their setting. Yes, very much so. Especially when they use the words, yeah, the layout. Okay, let's move on to Tales of the Neon Sea. It sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Tales of the Neon Sea. I'm sure we've spoken about this somewhere in our lives. Either that or it's not a very original name. Yeah, possibly that. I don't know, actually. So, Tales of the Neon Sea, you take on the role of Rex, veteran cop turned hard-boiled detective, as you investigate <laughs> crime in a future cyberpunk world. Oh, and the magnificent city blots out the sun. I, <laughs> I really like this for some reason. I don't know why. There's something really nice about this graphics. It's bit, it's bits, but it's slightly higher bits than normal. It, it, 
Yeah, very hard pixel art, basically. But it looks really cool. Like the backgrounds are really cool. Yeah, everything looks really nice. It, it looks yeah. very cyberpunky. I really like this. Hmm, interesting. Now, I hope you're ready to drink because this is oh, here we go. a retro style drink, pixel art drink adventure <laughs> set in a fully realized cyberpunk cityscape. Not I mean, it's um, it ticks all the boxes basically. Only twenty dollars. Pretty That's interesting. Cool. Lee quite cool. likes the look of it. It looks a bit too pixel art for me. Reminds me but of it's um, not, it's almost Monkey Island. This almost Monkey Island. This like not not obviously OG Monkey Island, but the certain. But it's just that step up from one pixel. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's lots of little pixels instead of just being like your the, person is two pixels big. I really like all the backgrounds and everything. The, t the detail in the backgrounds is quite cool. Yeah, it does look pretty good. It's good lighting as well. Like the lighting's not pixel. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, so that's. that's I think that's probably what actually helps it is having not pixely lighting. It's actually just normal lighting with pixels. Hmm. Actually, that's a good point. Hmm. Yes, that the lighting probably does help make it look a whole lot better than it is. <laughs> than it is. <laughs> Adds to the effect. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. looks better than it is. <clears throat> okay, now this is a contender for an April Achievement oh, Challenge game. Oh my god! This game Do is. You know, I'm so proud. I've never played any of these games. Ah, uh, but Lee, you have to experience them at least once. I don't really want to. Uh, but you should. <laughs> Everyone convince Lee that he has to experience <laughs> one of these terrible games at least once. Ah, uh, the birds that can't fly properly upside down or something, isn't that? Yes. Game? We're talking about Eerie, and this is Calm Mind 3. So now they've reached number three of the Calm Mind Eerie series. Oh, my word. You play a bird collecting feathers, flying around things. The music is repetitive. The bird flaps its wings on a random schedule, so it doesn't actually look like it's flying. And there's not much else you can say apart from it's half an hour to 100% this game. It's made to be calm and relaxing, but if you listen to music, the music of the game, after, you know, five minutes... <laughs> it just loops, game, doesn't it? <laughs> you just end up wanting to be calm somewhere else. So maybe you should play, like, some, um, I don't know, some thrash metal or something like that, or maybe a bit of offspring or something like that. Like, put yeah, something on that's really hectic. While your bird just gently While your bird gently flies around, and maybe it'll make your mind think it's better than it actually is. Maybe. But, I mean... You could also take lots of drugs and play this game and think it's better than it is. Maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> uh, so from bad to worse, this next oh, game is no. Formula Retro Racing World Tour. I mean, wow. the name tells you exactly what it is. Retro it's like I'm in the 90s again, sat in one of those really bad racing car games. Yep, one of those old in, uh, arcade, in the game. arcade games. Yeah, where everything is square. Yep, and you never quite have enough time to complete the stages, so you get like three stages out of the lap, and then you never have enough time. Mm-hmm. It's a racing game. It's retro, so I mean, everything is square. Um, I don't know what else I could tell you. It's... No, you, you've, you've summed up the game correctly, yes. Yep. Yeah, that, that's about it. <laughs> You're impressed, I can tell. Oh, my word. Like, I'm just looking at these games, and I'm going... No wonder they're wanting to release them all at once. It's just get I've, them all out. I've moved on. Yes. This next one is Guns in Runs. Ah. 
which sounds like you have a gun and you're running to the bathroom, but no. I day. see. I was going to make that joke. And I thought, no, that's really immaturely. Luckily, I'm here to not be as... Um, as so this posh. game is basically Commander King. Keen, sorry. Commander King 5 or something like that. Or Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem game. Yeah, the first... This reminds Duke me of Duke Nukem. Puzzle, like, platformer, shoot em up type thing. Side, the, the before it 3D. Like yeah, before 3D. Well, this looks exactly like Duke Nukem. It's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of colours and not many yep. pixels. Yes, and just don't get attacked by anything because you'll die. Yep. Get attacked. So let's move on to Infinite Guitars. <clears throat> and I wish we could find oh, some pictures no, for Infinite there's Guitars. There's no, it's available on day one. <clears throat> That's all we know. There's no. It's on Game Pass, Infinite Guitars. Um, the Metal War machines have reawakened. And only your electric guitar can turn their technology against them. Gather up your party, tune your favorite acts, and get ready to rock in Infinite Guitars, a rhythm RPG featuring vibrant anime-inspired art, adrenaline-fueled mech battles, and a blazing original soundtrack. Playable on cloud, console, and PC. What type of game is it, Lee? What did you find for us? Oh, so it's a um, it's a rhythm game, a literally rhythm game. So when you're playing, you run around places. When you do attacks, you play guitar, so you hold buttons. I've got a video showing now of it. Okay. So yep. it's literally a rhythm game huh. on your Xbox. Okay. And if you do, so one person has just ripped his arm off and then he's shooting things with it. Because he's <laughs> playing, he played the right tune or whatever. And okay. if you hit perfect, you get better attacks, I guess. Ah, oh, yes. Amazing. So if you're into rhythm games, this could be for you. Yeah, it's got quite an interesting anime style. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. It's like a cartoon. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon style. Yeah, Saturday morning cartoon. Everyone's rocking out with their guitar. Yep. Who knows what's going on, but okay. <clears throat> might be a nice quick completion, hopefully. Yes, yeah, but if you like, you like, it might feel quite cool because if you can play, oh, that's just gone funny. Well, if is. you're into play, if you like playing that sort of rhythm game, then it could be quite good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So next up is the last worker. <clears throat> and this an last game. Immersive... No, one more after this one. So this is an immersive narrative adventure centered around a lone worker's last stand in an increasingly automated world. A unique blend of work simulation and stealth strategic gameplay set in a lonely, oppressive, but strangely beautiful environment, with characters designed by comics legend Mick Mahone, featuring an all-star cast starring Jason Isaacs, Offler Derry, Offlerson, Claire Hope Ashity, David Hewitt, Zelda Williams, and Tommy Earl Jenkins. I feel like this needs a bit more research, this game. It sounds like it's... Uh... It does sound like it could be pretty cool. It's very yeah. I like the, the cartoon graphics. Look, definitely right. look very cool. You can definitely tell it's done by a proper cartoonist. Yeah, the cartoon <clears throat> cell shaded look was fantastic. Those people that we mentioned, I don't know any of them. You know any of them? No, and that's why I thought we might take more looking into. Yeah. Um. No, I met. I don't know. There used to be hundreds like you around. Yeah, back when there were hundreds like you, I guess. I was left alone for weeks. Then you appeared. I just broken, jail broken actually. And you talked funny, and I felt sorry for you, so I um, I kept you around. Oh, cheers! Pretty f flattered. 
<laughs> yes, we're on the clock again. It's better than pulling <laughs> stuff out of your what belly button. What does that look? It's Let's like go, a, fatty. I guess it's almost fatty. like a Borderlands look, isn't hey, it? can you come closer for a second? The f I will. I know what you're <laughs> up to. Oh, what was that? Oh, brilliant. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's got a Borderlands okay. look to it. And it's very, very voiced. Very voiced, indeed. Very voiced. They are leaning very much on the voice actors there. But yeah, it looks yeah. like it could be quite fun, actually. Mm -hmm. Just judging by that, there's a bit of humor in there. Good looking graphics. <laughs> Some are swearing. Okay, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and the last game for this episode. We're almost there. We're almost done. We're almost done it, people. Well done for sticking with us if you have managed to make it to the end. Yeah, well done. Well done, Beans. You did well. This is Rally Rockin' Racing. <laughs> Rally Rockin' Racing? It sounds like yeah. it's like raising, actually, then, but... Yeah. Rally Rockin' Racing. It's Xbox Play Anywhere. It's optimized for the Xbox Series, and it has smart delivery, which is quite cool. Um, get ready I to just had right? images of Teletubbies when I look at this, for some reason. I think it's because it's overly saturated. <laughs> is that what it is? I was like, it's the Teletubbies racing car game. The saturation has turned up to 11. It's insane. There's something really weird about the look of this game, isn't there? There is. There's something a bit off. The car you know? shading's odd. The entire game shading is odd. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I don't understand. And they've outlined the trees <laughs> in some weird way as well. They have. They're trying to guard for like a cartoony look, but also realistic. So it's kind of a weird mix of no. It's neither though. It's in between. <clears throat> it's it's a rally game. Um, you drive cars. You race. You do racing, rocking and yep. racing. And you race, and yeah, that's it. It looks kind of weird. Um, it, something something weird about it. Yeah. So if you if you look up this game, rally, rock and racing, guys. Just have a look at the style. Have a look at the, these images, these screenshots. And let us know in Discord if you also think it's a little bit weird. Or whether we're just old and out of touch with the kids. Oh, possibly. But there's even like reflection of sun on the roof of one of these cars. So there's something going on with the, car, with the graphics. It's, I know what you mean. It's like HDR and saturation is up at maximum. Is it because all the cars look like they're stuck on? <laughs> they actually don't look like they're attached to anything. Is that what the problem is? Is that? I don't know. When you draw, you know when you draw stuff as a kid and you draw like it's a car on a road, it always looks like a car slightly above the road or not actually attached to anything? Yep, yep, I know what you mean. Mm. There's something going on here. I don't know what it is. Very strange. Wow. Yep. Wow, indeed. <laughs> okay, cool. With that, we I almost want to play this game just to see what it looks like. No. Just to see it in motion. <laughs> just to see it in motion, yeah. There's not even a video. There's so no video. No, no. I just went, oh, video. No, no video. It's only right. 10 bucks as well. It's cheap. Yeah, I mean, may as well get it. Tell us how oh, it is. I don't know if it's that cheap. Oh, it's a Nintendo Switch game. Oh, is it? Interesting. Okay. Interesting indeed. That explains, well, that explains the graphics. Okay, we've made it to the end, Lee. Look at us go. Aren't you impressed? Yes. I'm watching the game now. Okay. They have lined, they have actually drawn a, a black line around the cars. So that's why they look like they're sitting out of the road. That's why they look a bit weird. It is a bit strange. So it's kind of, they're trying to go for the it's on purpose. cell shaded it's look. Borderlands look, isn't it? Yeah. Which is odd because yeah, it doesn't look right. 
don't understand if it's a good idea or not. I'm confused. There's depths as well. Like the background's got a bit of depth to it. Oh my god. Okay, cool. I should stop now. Yeah, there I'm we done. go. Look at listen to Lee critiquing a game now that he reviews games on a website. <laughs> Oh, and on that note, I think we have to get out of here because this yeah, is we've been two hours now. It's a bit long. It's a bit. It's been a bit long. So yes, thank you guys for hanging out. Remember, the April achievement challenge is coming up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Check out our website if you haven't signed up yet, and make sure that you check out check out the website, especially the April achievement challenge page, because we're going to have a really cool dashboard with the leaderboard, and you can click on your name. It'll show you where you're from and show you how many steps you're getting blah, 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 all the other cool stuff that our website does, visit the website. Also, we're trying to get our watch views up on YouTube. So if you're listening to the podcast on Kick on Twitch, um, and you want to watch us live instead, put us onto YouTube or just put YouTube on in the background. Our last videos are getting heaps of watches. So thank you very much for putting us on there. For listening. Yep. We just need a little bit more. So we're pushing really hard. Put us up on YouTube at work, on your colleague's work PC. You know, we don't care where we are, if you're even listening, as long as those watch numbers go up. That's all we worry about. But you guys have been great so far, and we look forward to competing with you in April. May the best gamer me win. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to follow us individually, we all have our own Twitter accounts, our own Twitch accounts, our own other accounts everywhere else in the world. Mr. Lee, where can they find you? Uh, I am still Lee Howard on Xbox and on uh, Twitter, and Lee Howard twenty five on Twitch. Lee Howard on Kick, which I've yet to use, but hey, follow me anyway because at some point I might use it. Especially if they integrate it with something, and I should make it easy. They just need to bring Kick to Xbox streaming, and it'll take off. That's right. Ah, maybe that's a secret. Mm. Hmm. Um. Yes, that's it. That's me. Really, I've been writing reviews for a company as well, which is fun. Yes. Just follow my Twitter, you'll see me do stuff. Yep, just follow Lee on Twitter, be his friend on Xbox, and read his reviews. And then give him stick about it in the Discord, because that's what Please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and you can find me at Zarkrius on Xbox and Twitter. And sometimes on Twitch, since that's where Xbox streams to, which is a bit annoying. But anyway, we do what we can because we must. And on that note, we have been the Xbox cast. And we'll see you all on Xbox Live. From a monster news show, goodbye and good night. <laughs> <laughs>